0: So it is Thursday, May 11th, 9.18 p.m. Pacific time. And as we're recording this, the Phoenix Suns just got their season ended in the most embarrassing fashion for the second year in a row by the hands of a European star. What are y'all thinking right now?
1: They're getting a back blown out right now. <laughs> Straight <laughs> shots to the liver. Like, it's insane right now. <laughs> it's That's crazy.
2: everywhere. That's crazy. Goodness. Oh, my God. That's for those who don't know.
0: For those who somehow don't know, the Phoenix Suns just lost game five to, or game six, I'm sorry, to the Nuggets. They were down by 30 at halftime, and I don't even know what the final score is, because we're recording this in the fourth quarter, because that much of a blowout. And it is just the most embarrassing loss of a second year in a row. Essentially, the same thing that happened to them last year when they lost to the Mavericks in the conference finals, or in the second round. I can't get anything right. Basically, this team is on fraud watch, and... Oh, no, 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 fail. no, Every no, no, three, no, He cut the they lead to are.
1: 27
0: they (laughs) are not on fraud. they
3: are not on fraud watch they are fraudulent for sure they are they're they're (laughs) they're fraudulent and i don't even i don't even know if it's like this is back-to-back years that you have come out with your season on the line at home and you get embarrassed like this this is just a part of your dna so i don't even know if (laughs) i don't i don't even know if if we can call them fraudulent this is this is who they are Ooh, is, you're right at a
0: certain point people tell you who they are and you got to listen. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know, now nah,
3: they're done. They're done. I I told you guys I I think that their championship window is closed. I think that it's done. What? I do. I do. I think again, DeAndre Ayton is walking out the door before anybody else does tonight and he's on his flight to Cancun before before everybody else. <laughs> Chris Paul is going to age even more over the offseason. He's going to get even worse than what he was this entire season. And the same thing that you saw this this year is the same thing that happens like clockwork. He's going to get hurt in the playoffs. You cannot trust him. So what are you going to do when Chris Paul's hurt again, when Kevin Durant is hurt again, and when Devin Booker's not making 80% of his shots? You are going to get (laughs) folded up and packed up in the second round every single year. They're done. They're done.
0: Yep. Man. Listen, I have a lot to say about this topic. Before we go to that and we just like obliterate this organization from the top down, I will say Devin Booker proved that he might be pushing like top 10 player status this series. He, like you said, he, when Devin Booker's not making all the shots, that's because he made all the shots this series. He was incredible. So before Absolutely. we say all the Props. negative stuff, let's go ahead and put that out there. Respect, respect. Devin Booker is him. Now, everybody else, listen here. <laughs> Kevin Durant <laughs> is under the biggest microscope I have ever put on Kevin Durant right now. He's a suspect.
1: Of what? what? did you see?
0: Fraud watch. That's what he's a suspect The fraud watch. Ooh. This man, Kevin Durant, last year. Listen, I don't like to get super hyperbolic and in the moment like this, but last year he got swept out of the first round by the Celtics. This year, did you, look at those box scores and just the box scores. Even if you didn't watch the games, this was not a good series by Kevin Durant. And if you watch the games, he was incredibly passive. He was Devin Booker's sidekick, which is okay because Devin Booker's a lead ball handler. But Kevin Durant was straight up not good in almost every facet of the game this series. I don't know what this says about him, but it says something.
3: It says that he's not. I, I feel like coming into the playoffs, even though like KD was hurt, there was a legitimate argument for the way that he was playing on both ends of the floor that he could probably that he could probably be maybe the best player in the world. Like if like if you really wanted to make yeah. that argument there were ways around it to where you can do that i think that he was comfortably in this like four-man tie for second yeah, that's yeah. He's that's that over that's over that's over there's there's better players than than he is in <laughs> in this game alone i'm looking at the box score right now he hasn't even attempted a three and i think that God. that's that's crazy, right? That's like regular season Jimmy Butler type stuff where I'm just <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. And it's, you're, listen, if you're not chucking threes when you're down by 30, I don't know when a better time to do that is. And but see, I don't even care about that.
0: Earlier in the series, he was chucking a lot of threes and not making them. And it was like negatively impacting scared? his shot selection because you know he's automatic in the mid-range. And it seemed like it seemed like he was in his head this series, which is like he was very passive in a way we don't usually see from Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, Kevin Durant is always been a guy that flows within the flow of the offense and can kind of, like, he'll go six minutes without taking a shot and frustrate people. But that happened way more than usual this series, and we didn't see the positive swings that you normally see. There was a couple of games where him and Kevin Durant, him and Devin Booker, had, like, a million points each because they had to will their team to victory. That was impressive. But around that, those beginning of the series and end of the series, not encouraging.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's like it's like you just started slowly just, dis- like, deteriorating in front of our eyes and it's just it's just sad you know He ha- he's had like literally his nba career over the last two years has been the definition of a roller coaster i haven't seen an nba yeah. player have so many highs and so many lows in such a short amount of time you know like you went yeah. from nba fans saying oh he's like a half shoe size up from Winning the NBA championship a couple of years ago to getting swept and also going out in an embarrassing fashion <laughs> for the second straight year, except this time, this time in the second round. So now hey it's man. like,
3: hey man, listen, life is tough <laughs> when Steph Curry is not next to you. All right, oh life, life, life is, life is See, tough.
0: It's complicated. It's not that simple, right? Like on one hand, he has been highly unfortunate with his co-stars from. The, the Kyrie situation to James Harden's leg falling off to Chris Paul falling off. Kevin DeAndre Aiden misses game. Like he has been highly unfortunate with those around him, but listen, you made the bet on Kyrie who is inconsistent to put it lightly. You made the bet on Chris Paul and Devin Booker, half of which is old as fuck. Like, He's he made his bed and now he's laying in it. Like it's exactly what you expect has happened. Like Donovan said this is going to happen every year with Chris Paul cuz it's happened every year for the last 5 years. It's not surprising.
2: <laughs> that's that's
3: <laughs> crazy. I, I don't know what he did. What what type of karma bad juju he has. Chris Paul is the unluckiest person in the league. It's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, and I
1: think about Chris Paul though, at least he broke his Addiction that he had about going to the finals. That shit is not <laughs> happening ever again. He's two years free. For those who, who don't know, after <laughs> after twenty twenty
0: one, an interview Chris Paul was like, I have, "I'm addicted to going to the finals." Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been max yeah. yeah, he that
3: man is sober. Yeah, so for He's he's never. So I'm joking.
0: Time, I'm mostly joking with all the hyperbole about Kevin Durant being a fraud and all this. But like, there is a lot to unpack with his Suns team right now. Like you said, you think you think the championship window is closed. Yes. I don't yeah. think I'm going to go there. But, I don't know. Before I get into that, Mo, what do you think? What's your big takeaway about this team without the jokes?
1: My big takeaway without this team is, like, there's something serious internally that needs to be re- reworked. And I'm looking at Monty Williams, and it's about that time. It's that season in the NBA where, like, Coaches who go out in an embarrassing fashion, especially Monty, Monty Williams right now, like, of course, you're losing two stars and whatnot, but like, it's okay to lose, but not in this fashion. It's never okay to lose in this fashion. Yeah, on your home especially court. Especially back too. to back years. Home court, yeah. back to back years, that just can't happen, bro. So I'm That's looking the challenging at you. Part. Exactly. That's the challenging part. Um, And it's tough because you know he's like a good coach and he's helped like revive Great. a lot of the things that they've had going on but whatever it is in this locker room like i i don't know there's just so much yeah. there there's just so much there to unpack but with this game specifically <laughs> you lost to <laughs> first it was luka last year they only scored 27 points at halftime to, that was to crazy. dallas 57 and now they scored only 51 to oh my god to 75 their so, oh, you won. Okay, oh, yeah.
3: It, it, Eighty it points was in the first half is crazy. Nice. Yeah,
1: it is terrible. It is terrible.
0: Yeah, they went out sad. They, that's all you can say. They went out sad again. Yeah, and I know. Like you said, it's tricky because like I struggle to like logically unpack this because on one hand they were down two starters and they're not a deep team. They have four really good starters and a bunch of mid. So if you lose half of those really good starters, you're not going to beat the best team in the conference. So like, absolutely. I don't want to act like they said a chance tonight because they didn't. We all knew that they were fucking cooked, like roasted. Even what was even really like, wrong Aiden. with
1: DeAndre Ayton? What did he do?
0: He has he a, had a, he, rib, a rib contusion.
3: Yeah. What did he, he did get he do? hit real
0: hard in the ribs, and it hurts to reach up and limits your
1: mobility? You know, it's kind of hard to play through that. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was playing hard enough to get hit in the ribs. Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess he's <laughs> fucking kind <called> of <an> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah everyone's joking saying like, oh, they're better off with that. do might put give him more Laundale minutes. But yeah. when you have six above average players maybe when you're down just losing any of them and forcing more bad players to put more minutes is never good even if that good player is being disappointing so how do we parse this with there were a team that was down two stars at two starters and had no chance of being this team but also it was incredibly embarrassing and there wasn't a lot of encouraging signs for the future besides Devin Booker being a god like <laughs> what do we take away from this? You know, like it's like the jokes are the jokes, but like, I don't know what to learn about this team from the series.
3: The, the takeaway is that I think like last year, it last year, you look at their exit and it's like, okay, like, obviously it's embarrassing. That should have happened, but they're coming back. You trade for Kevin Durant. There's still a pathway forward. Like Mo said, there's a lot that has to be reworked. And I think that, Obviously, like not tearing the whole thing down to rebuild. That's not that's not the answer here, but you're going to have a for sure. But there's going to have to be some foundational changes, whether that is trading Aiton, whether that is uh, firing Monty Williams. Some you're going to need one or maybe two big splashes because the way that the Suns got here, even before Kevin Durant, they had a lot of good depth right Devin Booker is is Devin Booker you have Chris Paul that's able to orchestrate the offense and now when you have the high-end talent of KD you have the high-end talent of Booker who ascended to another level this entire series oh yeah right all playoffs right but you don't have that you don't have that depth around him you have to figure out how to retool and the way that they can do that considering that they traded all of their draft capital to get Kevin Durant is by moving DeAndre Ayton who's probably who is their best you know He's the best asset on the market. Well, what, I,
1: what what type of asset is he now? How much is he worth? I mean, listen, I don't, I don't know. to good. I don't think still, it's I think. good. I don't know. But pretty like, good. at the same time, like if I know that my star player or the guy who I want to be like found a foundational piece of my organization if i see him acting like this in a place like this you know where he's not asked to do the superstar things that he thinks he can do but just the minimal things how much are you really willing to invest in the player well like
0: think about it so it's going to be so okay first Don and i agree i think the takeaway is this team has to retool in some way and i agree it's aiden mm-hmm. Absolutely. so saying that mo if you as a hawks fan if they were to offer aiden and whatever Clint else. Is Clint is gone.
1: Clint is gone. Clint is gone. Clint and John <laughs> Collins. Would
0: you do it? Clint and John Collins? For Aiden and somebody else?
1: For the team that I have, I don't know because Trey Young is a particular point guard who doesn't necessarily... He needs a lot of threat. And Aiden's not that on okay. this is basis. Okay. So it'll be, tu- it'll be tough. something
0: like that. Imagine whatever the team is. I'm looking around the league right now. Charlotte Hornets. They have Young Big, so maybe not them, but something of the sort. There's gonna a, a, a downgrade at center who's still usable plus a wing for Aiden. I think that's the path forward because as doom and gloom as this is and as embarrassing as the loss this is, I don't think they fire Monty Williams. He's a great coach. Their players really respect him. You can't fire him because you had two starters out, you know, and you were yeah. already you're playing. They're playing the best team, so you weren't going to win. And if you you go outside, you go outside. But they weren't expected to win really. I mean, they had a chance, but it's not shocking they lose. Yeah, but exactly. With that being the case. You still have KD and Booker for the next three years. That alone is a very strong foundation. That's KD plus Kyrie, but to a higher level. They had the middle of exception to sign us another wing to replace the Jay
1: Crowder hole. Can they move Chris Paul? No. I don't think no. Chris Paul is movable. Okay. Well, they keep him in and he they just plays a smaller and smaller picks. role. But yeah, yeah you they, have they to keep him on there. Have so you get rid
0: of him. There. Let's say they do a sign and trade with the Raptors and get back Yaka Poto and gary trent who are free agents i don't even think that's possible but something like that so you have chris paul devin booker kevin durant wing yaka or gary trent yaka does that team inspire you at all going to next year with a full season to rebuild
1: around these two stars
0: not at
3: all
1: i think a little bit more i think a little yeah definitely i think it definitely i'm on the completely different end of you donovan me too why do you
3: say not at all i i think i i think it it's, it's a good starting five, but if you're looking at everything that they had today, and obviously like people would slide down in the uh, in the depth chart yeah. if, if you got those guys, but they're playing guys, they're playing Bismack in 2023. Bismack Biombo's out here getting minutes, and you got Bismack <laughs> Biombo, Terrence Ross, Tory Craig, T.J. Warren, and and Damian Lee. Like their bench is trash, and then campaign. Campaign decided to have the game of his life tonight when it didn't matter. Like if if campaign did regular campaign things, they would probably be down by forty right now. But he had hmm. he was he's twelve of sixteen. What the heck? He's twelve of sixteen from the floor. Campaign had thirty one points tonight. <laughs>
0: well, he was cooking. He was cooking. Earlier. No, no, yeah. he
3: was. He was. It's ridiculous. But like, campaign does not inspire me on a day to day basis. Right? Landry Shamit and all these other guys. The bench still doesn't inspire me to if we're talking about championship and if you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that's, that's the goal, but you also need a bench in order to get there. And I don't mm-hmm. see it with, with the moves that, that you guys made.
0: Yeah. you I mean, yeah, but also I keep in mind, they're going to get ring chasers and like decent veterans on minimum. So like they're going to have a chance to rebuild with that in mind. You know, it's always much easier to rebuild in the summer than it is at the trade deadline after making a big move like that. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not like flashy names, you got to assume they're going to fit better around a team that knows they need wings to compensate for losing the two they lost or really three they lost the deadline to get Kevin Durant in the door. So some benefit of the doubt needs to be applied there, but I got to think about how much.
3: I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I just don't see it. Yeah, but sh- Okay, when you say don't there. see it, are you saying you don't
0: see them being like a top-end contender? Because they're going to be a good team, obviously, with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Like, that's not really a debate. They'll be a
3: five-seed. they would be a four or five-seed. So
1: you are so saying there is nothing that they can do to like raise their ceiling for real? I mean, they have to, to make you. they
3: have to make like a lot, a lot of... lot. They're going to have to play two K over the summer to <laughs> to to make the kinds of moves to get back to where they want to. And I, even if you don't win, because I I did not expect them to win tonight, right? For the obvious reasons, right? You no, no Paul, no Aiden. Obviously, like you, I expect you guys to lose by by double digits. The it's the effort level that's really concerning. Yeah. And it's back-to-back years. And it's like, you guys, it looks like you guys quit at home in back-to-back years. And I can't get behind that with you guys. See,
0: the question I have, is this relatable to the last year? Because on paper, it's two blowout losses. Like, it's clearly a link there. But the circumstances are materially very different. You know what I mean? Like, last year they were fully healthy and just got pissed on. This year, they don't have those two stars. Katie's a new denominator there. There's like... It's, it's, not the same circumstance you know but like it's
1: a it's a little bit of both I think they still would lose but it's their loss is just like on crack it's straight up amplified <laughs> now that Aiden's not here and CP3 is not there but even then it's like I'm just gonna say no like it's it's a bad loss but it just looks even worse that like they're so much shorter on the talent end of things and Now, like, who's the backup app? Like, it's just—it's just a lot. How many bad losses
3: can you take though before you just start looking at them and you're like, guys, like, what's happening? What's going on? The
0: thing is, what is happening? Like,
3: it's weird as fuck,
0: isn't it? Like, it's basically like they're a good team that is relatively good at handling adversity. They're not usually pushovers, but when it comes to getting closed out in these series, they just turn it off. Like, as a whole, top down, no matter what players are on the court, like. Isn't that weird? Like, there's not even a lot to take from that. Like, it's, there's no precedent for a team like that.
3: I I don't like, under I don't understand it.
0: This folds under pressure, but this is a very specific type of pressure. It's weird, right? Like, it's all I can say is like, the more I think about it, like, what no, it just it's, happened. It's
3: very abnormal.
2: <laughs> yeah, a, go Good.
1: If y'all were the Brooklyn Nets and they drew line again, you guys should know where I'm going with this. And you know, if you dangled DeAndre and for Nick Claxton and they have Hello wings. Let's say Dory uh, Finney-Smith. Would you accept that if you're the Nets? Claxton and Finney-Smith. That
0: specific combo player doesn't move me for a fit next to Kevin Durant. I, I love what Claxton did this year, but you know what? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, Finney-Smith is currently on Fraud Watch, too, because he was so good at <laughs> Luca. And playing on that team that had no creators of him to play off of, he was really bad with the Nets. But maybe no, maybe just a tough player that thrives next to the stars. So yeah, if it's the Finney Smith that we got next to Luca, maybe. But T B D
1: Yeah, I think honestly that that's an a real honest that's a real honest option that you have there. Um because a player like Dorian Finney-Smith Jr., like you just need a team with either a main creator or multiple creators to free you up because that's just not his bag. That's not his DNA to yeah. do anything remotely close to anything on the ball. And as for Nick Claxton, like, he'll do all the things that DeAndre Aiden complains about doing as well. Yeah, yeah. So that helps a lot. Yeah. I do have worries about – like he's just not as big of a body as DeAndre I want Aiden. want to pick. The boards will not come as easy, but – I would love that. I'd want to pick back, too, I think.
0: Mm, I think you're you going want- to pick there. Maybe you give mm. them Shammer or something, then it's cool. But, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack. We're going to be unpacking the Suns thing for like the rest of the summer, trying to figure out what's next for them. Yeah. yeah. I think we should talk about the Nuggets at least a little bit because we're just glossing over the fact that we're acting like the Suns beat themselves when really what just happened is we saw, I think, Nikola Jokic solidify himself as not a defensive liability, not a regular season player, but a legitimate playoff riser who is maybe the best player in the NBA who just packed up a team everyone thought was gonna make the finals.
3: Nah, he's here. He's here. He finished with a 30 point triple double again. And it's just like I think that the Nuggets right now are the clear favorites to win to win the championship. Gotta be. I think that they I think that right now, they I think they're they're my pick. Go, going yeah, into I mean, fair, like- go, going into into the final four, I would I would pick them, and I think that they're going to walk away champions. It's just they they look so connected in everything that they do. Every pass seems so crisp, and with Jokic at the helm of everything, and he's just dishing and dying, There's just some reason that he just makes where it's like, like wh- like how do you even think about doing that? Yep. Before it happened, it's just it's so crisp. And everything he's that he cut does. from the
0: same IQ cloth as LeBron James. Like if they're they're only two people in the league that see things on that level and operate on that level as with a passer and a scorer, where they control every single thing that happens on the court and bend defenses to their will and are impossible to guard because of that. They're in a league of their own. I think. I think he's legitimately one of the best offensive players you've ever seen.
3: He's he's different. He's different.
0: Mo, where uh, Mo, where do you rank him right now off of this series? Like. Off, so, off your gut reaction, is he the best player in the league A couple of months ago,
1: to? I said that I think this dude might be the best player in the NBA. You did? And, uh, like, this... You standing solidify on it? That. Yeah, I kind of do stand on it. I didn't want to because Giannis is Giannis, and that's just hard. But, like, it's 1A, 1B for me. Like, with just how the amount of control that Jokic has on the offensive side of the ball, Giannis doesn't... I don't want to say he doesn't sniff that, but, like, it's, it's levels to this. There's oh, yeah. levels to this, you know? And um, not only is when, – when Jokic is on the court, not only is he, like, an obvious threat to give you 30 and 35 and 12 and 15 and all that crazy shit, well, like, everyone else is on is a threat as well. And everyone else moves different with, with off the ball alongside Jokic. And he just manipulates the defense into anything. There's no real defense for him your best bet is like physicality and exactly what the Lakers did back three years ago now, you know? Yeah. And so yeah,
0: the only way to defend him is if you have one of the greatest defensive players of all time and Anthony Davis, who was uniquely physically positioned to defend Jokic one-on-one.
1: That's yeah, very exactly. specific
0: circumstances. The one way you could slow yes. him down a
1: little bit. Yes. And when AD not playing, you have to have some like Dwight Howard along with Dwight Howard, fucking throw yeah. Joel McGee on there. Who was actually yeah. usable and shit back. There. It's like they had a bunch of trees and in this NBA today, no team has that.
0: And it still so went seven special. with a prime LeBron. Not prime, but with a damn near prime LeBron James. It still went to seven.
1: Yeah, like, exactly.
0: This man is different. The fact that yeah. the narrative early in the season was that he doesn't deserve MVPs because he hasn't done shit in the playoffs. When he was playing with Compazzo. Yeah. Compazo? <laughs> he could have beat the Warriors with Compazzo and We were acting okay. like it was a fucking travesty. What yeah. the fuck were we talking about? Kendrick there Perkins was... is going to jail.
1: Yeah, it was the nastiest (laughs) narrative work I've seen in a very, very long time. (laughs) They did all that just to go. (laughs) It's it's generational.
3: Uh, The the narrative work was generational.
1: I can't believe it, man.
0: So, you told us, you think the Nuggets are your favorites from the finals right now? Yes. Do you agree with
1: that, Mo? Do I think the Nuggets are the favorites to win the finals? Me, personally, they haven't shown us any reason to not pick them as the fra- as the favorites like our biggest our by far the biggest worry for them this entire postseason in the western conference has been the team like the golden state i'm not gonna say my bad team like the phoenix suns because we thought that they were gonna have a which in the torture chamber and a pick and, roll and all that stuff <laughs> and it turns out like none of that shit really came true dude dude held his own and he was able to do triple times the damage on the offensive end. And that just leads me to believe, like, from start, at the very start of the, uh, of the season, 20 games in, 60 games in, to now, we're like, I don't know, 80, 85 games in the NBA season. Like, they just still should be the favorites. Yep.
0: End to you know? end, they've been the best team in the conference. Like, there's a, there's a lull there where they kind of took the foot off the gas start losing games and we all convinced ourselves that like, including me, that the Suns were the team to beat and that the Nuggets were just like showing their true colors when really it was just regular season malaise that we see contenders do all the time. Yeah. Like you said, there's no reason to not pick them. The only reason I'm holding a little bit of trepidation is because I think even though they're the better team on paper than the Lakers, the Lakers have those specific matchup advantages that you could see that being the reason that the lesser team knocks them off. But... Like, if the Warriors eliminate the Lakers tomorrow or on Sunday when game seven happens, then I think the Nuggets walk to the finals.
1: They're going to stomp out the Warriors. Absolutely, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And like, that was a good point that you said we thought the Suns would expose them because if the Suns, if Devin Booker and Kevin Durant couldn't expose Jokic's defense, nobody can.
1: Yeah. yeah. you expect? Do you expect me to honestly believe that Jordan Poole will revive himself from the <laughs> dead and dance on that man or whatever, like. Uh, I just can't see it, bro. I just cannot see it. I don't believe in Austin Reeves to go ahead and like put Nicole... Even though he's really good, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in D'Angelo Russell. I don't believe in any of these people. If Katie and... I Bucker believe in AD. I believe that, in AD
0: to, to kick his ass if he's Oh, yeah. In. A-
1: eighty eighty is different different conversation. Different conversation. Talking about all, just like all the guards trying to punish yeah, 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 Nicole yeah. or not.
0: For sure. <sighs> yeah. So, let's use... it. So. The Nuggets are clearly the favorites at of the West right now. Let's talk about the favorites at of the East. Because the whole playoffs has basically been the Celtics. And the other game that happened right before this one when we reacting to live was Celtics versus 76ers. Which was a crazy game where it looked like the 76ers were on the brink of eliminating the Boston Celtics in Game 6. And then we saw the most... Just a mid-off of both teams trying not to win. Thank And you. the 76ers <laughs> doing their thing. Thank you. And finding a way to... to Grab they grabbed a loss from the what's the word they uh what's that they grabbed a loss from the jaws of defeat or something like that or they grabbed yeah. defeat from the jaws of victory they somehow find a way to lose even though it's a very winnable game what do y'all think about the about
1: these two teams right now i mean this is classic james harden and doc rivers like what else <laughs> can you say donovan is you've seen this from like two miles away like they're they're just a match made in heaven. Doc Rivers has literally made NBA history tonight. He lost his 32nd elimination game ever. That's historic, <laughs> bro. No one's like him. We've never seen anyone like him before. Super talented. Shout out to him. How do you do this? I don't know. You have James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel and Beat, and you somehow like destroy this, mess this up. <sighs> so <laughs> it's like Donovan. Please tell me why. This why is it generational like generational sellers? What it's happened? Crazy.
3: Uh, Okay, I've been telling you guys all season that I don't believe in in the Sixers. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice like this, and it's nice like like with James Harden. And y'all try to y'all try to pressure me the other day. Try to <laughs> apologize to James Harden, and I said, "Wait for it." I said, <laughs> "I said, let me see it for two games in a row. Let me see it in an elimination game." And here you are, up three two, at home, and James Harden four for sixteen, zero for six from three. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Five turnover five turnovers tonight. James Harden was was awful tonight. And you know who I, else was awful? Who? For most of the game? Oh, Jason. Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. the last six minutes we became get get God. We will we will get to, to Tatum. Because that was that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. <laughs> right. But for the Sixers, I I can't I can't trust them. I think that they are going to get destroyed in game seven. I have yeah. I've no I have no faith in them. I can't I th- wait for that conversation. I think See that is Oh, I mean some somebody's getting Doc's getting fired. Either Maxi or Harden is gone. They can't run this back. They can't they can't do this. Right? It's the same thing with the Suns in that if for multiple years your season kind of ends. And it's funny because we're gonna talk for the next two days about about um about the Sixers as if they lost their season because nobody believes that they are going to go into Boston for a second straight time and win that (laughs) game. They're done. They're done. And for Joel Embiid, you got your MVP, right? You cried to shams about your MVP and you ended up getting it. Congratulations to you. You need to figure out what to do because this, this can't keep happening that game. And, and we'll, we'll switch to the Celtics right here. Like Isaac was saying, Jason Tatum had one point for like 38 minutes. He had three points. <laughs> he had three points through three quarters. And you guys He was st- facing
1: some generational slander on Twitter.
3: And y'all were and they yeah. were still within striking range. They should have been yeah. up by 20 three points? Three. <laughs> you guys are I no. No. It's a bu- <laughs> it's a performance from from the 76ers. You know
0: what's crazy. I came I was ready to get some slander off on Jason Tatum because I've always been not a hater of Jason Tatum, but not quite a believer. I was always thinking people, people were helping him a little too much and not focusing on his flaws enough. But then earlier this season, he was so good to start the year, such hot shooting that everybody in the comments convinced me that he was officially a top seven player or whatever. Like I need to give him respect, and I did. I was such a bitch for that. I never <laughs> believed it. I never believed it. I've always thought this motherfucker was inconsistent and probably a top ten player. I never thought he was pushing top five. I just Booker said that, than I felt that. like man. I should. I was You capping. need Devin
1: Booker any day over Jason Tatum now, nah, man.
0: Listen, that's a conversation, and I was ready. Like I said, three points and three quarters. I was like, I'm, whoo, I'm about to get this off.
2: Yeah. But
0: in the last seven minutes, he just makes three threes and like two other two pointers and goes crazy when it matters most. And like, what do you take from that? Someone who's so inconsistent and has been all year, but when it counts, they just he shows up. Like that's I don't the know, don't feel good. This. If this yeah. is
1: this is the epitome of what the. Boston Celtics yes. postseason has looked like the entire time. You should not be going against. You should not be going toe to toe with the Atlanta Hawks for six games. You know, I love this team, but let's be real; there are serious flaws, and yeah, you don't you don't lose in Boston, bro. But you lose because someone like Jason Tatum was not up to Pete, not up to speed and up to par when it when it comes to his consistency and whatnot. So, bro, like if someone like Jason Tatum is gonna have the this. This amount of inconsistency and it, while he has his inconsistencies like Jim Brown is not doing Jalen Brown type things or has a ball in his hand and is moping around and whatnot like it's hard to win. I, I don't trust this team whatsoever. They should they lose, but I. the Sixers are just bigger losers. That's all it is. <laughs> and it's so weird because
0: on paper, this team is incredible. They check every box you'd want. There's a reason we saw them as an early title favorites in this season like they were running away from the league but they've just slowly fallen apart over time for what seems to be purely intangible reasons. Like on the court, there is the part about the lineup of Robert Williams, and now Horford, not being what it was last year. Robert Williams hasn't been that good this year. They started again tonight to mix it up and it worked. They won, but that hasn't been the, you know, just like cheat code it was last season. But outside of that, everything else about the team has been great, but they just keep getting worse and worse as time goes on between October and now. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but this team feels destined to implode soon. I feel like we've been counting down for the past two years, but, like, this, they, they can only deal with this for so much longer.
3: Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And, I mean, there was all the talk when Jalen Brown was doing, you know, some, like, press run, and all the talk after that was like, oh, does Jalen Brown even want to be here? Like, are they going to move on from Jalen Brown? And then now, now that he's made All-NBA and there's that – you know massive contract on the table now they have to make a decision on whether or not they want to like commit to to Jaden moving forward and you talk about the intangibles this is who the even in their finals run last last year this is who the Celtics have been right like they had they faced a bucks team without Chris Middleton and went to a game 7 with them because they couldn't win back-to-back games ever they went in the in the series against against the heat before Jimmy Butler shot they blew a 13 point fourth quarter lead True. in game 7 in 2 minutes in 2 minutes and if and if Jimmy shot goes in this what this like the biggest fumble of all time like this is who they've been throughout this entire era mm-hmm. and they've for and even pre-Tatum like the one year that that uh that Isaiah Thomas was there mm-hmm. and he was hitting they've always been good enough or they've always been really, really good, just not good enough. And I think until they get a what a top a, a legitimate top five player on their team, they're not going to exceed that. So or this Tatum is, is
0: as close as it gets. Like you know, it's pretty hard I, to get better than Tatum. They're not available no, very often.
3: It's, it's hard, right? But uh, listen, everybody doesn't win a championship every year, right? But yeah. you're going to have to get one of those guys, or Tatum is actually going to have to elevate. But I don't think that they have it.
0: I'm starting to think it's more about. They need a guy next to Tatum who compliments him a little more than Jalen in terms of, you know, for the for years, uh, before last year, everyone was talking about they need a playmaker, they need a real point guard. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus Smart took a playmaking leap and Jalen Brown took a ball handling leap a little bit and they made the final. So that kind of like shut that down. But I think as a whole, as an NBA community, we let the results distract us in the process a little bit there. I do right. still think they need a better on-ball creator. And just because, like you said, they managed to not choke against the Miami Heat, they managed to beat a, a hobbled Bucks, made us think that that flaw doesn't exist anymore when really you just can't get too wrapped up in results because crazy shit happens. Jalen Brown is a great player, but he doesn't complement Jason Tatum's weaknesses at all. And I think for a player like Tatum who's amazing but has those flaws in his game, like his predictability with the ball in his hands, he's going to become a better playmaker, but he's not an elite playmaker that makes other people better. You need someone who can fill that role, just like Chris Middleton fills that role for for Giannis, even though Giannis is way better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I can so what does it look like? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what type of player is up for grabs. The only guy I can think of is like, oh, if he was up for grabs, I'll fucking love him. Realistically against anyone, Damian or like, of oh, course. Yeah. No-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. But, like, and that's interesting because, like, do you if you are the boss for Celtics and when you if you do fail the season again and uh, as time goes on, you know they're gonna have to extend Jalen Brown. Also, like, are you willing to invest? I saw some crazy number in order to keep retain them both. They'd have to pay like six hundred and thirteen million dollars over five years. Of extra One five of y'all year. can yeah.
3: leave. One of y'all can leave. That, that money's not coming crazy. out of my account. See,
0: the
1: thing is, they're gonna pay them because.
0: They're going to be over the salary cap anyways. Yeah. It's a crazy number, but the cap's going up. It doesn't really matter. It's crazy. Like, financially, it just sounds crazy because they're not to these numbers yet. But they're not going to get rid of Jalen by their own accord. When you have two young homebred stars, you don't get rid of them, right? But Unless one of them wants out. That's what I'm saying. If Jalen mm-hmm. decides he wants out because he wants an opportunity and it's tired of the scrutiny like we've heard him kind of allude to in the media, I think it might be a blessing in disguise. Like They're going to be sad about it, but like it might work out in the long run. <laughs>
1: But then also, like, well, when you, if you go back to, like, what you said when it comes to them needing a lead ball handler or at least someone, whatever it looks like, who excels at what Tatum doesn't excel at, just to solely, like, compliment him in his game. Like, I look at someone like Malcolm Brogdon. You know, they got him for a reason. He's been absolutely, like, perfect for them. You know? He's everything yeah. that you wanted. And then some six-man-of-the-year type beat. And honestly, like, I don't know. I At this point... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking like Malcolm. You He you
3: called call, call him Malcolm Brogdon a tight beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm crying. That's funny. That's uh, funny. But, but like, keep going. <laughs> what can you do?
1: Like, what can, at this point do you try to like elevate Malcolm Brogdon and rework your entire starting lineup with involving him? And but if you put him in there, nah. do you like demote? Marcus smart or just push him to just like i don't know there's just a lot going on with that team yeah i don't think malcolm Brogdon's the answer there i just think he's not that caliber of player but i
0: see what you mean like i mean if maybe the world ends with them having to move on from marcus smart who is incredible and is their you know vocal leader Martin, in the locker so. room but yeah maybe you need someone that's a better fit there even though he is a great fit so that's i don't think i'd want to do that but you're right something has to give like if Jalen Brown were to want to leave, like I don't know, there's not like a comparable star available on the market. You know, Dejounte Murray,
1: you are a Boston Celtic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if Trey Young was on the way out, then maybe, maybe we'd have a conversation. Right, let's, let's relax. <laughs> <laughs> but like, imagine if who's a comparable player to Jalen Brown's stature? But imagine that a Darius Garland instead of Jalen Brown, a realized prime a Garland. Team. You know, who's maybe maybe Garland's a little bit worse than Jalen Brown at the moment, but. You know, that fit in these offensive sets where the, the team just stagnates out because Jason Tatum is trying to create and he's incredibly predictable with the step backs and can't really create for others. Imagine if you had a truly dynamic guard who can score and pass, creating those shots and kicking out to Tatum who can attack with an advantage. Like, it's a very different team.
3: That I team is night and day. I think, I think, like, yes, it would be nice if you had like a legitimate point guard who can create, but also. A lot of this falls on Tatum. Tatum has to become a better playmaker, in order in order for them to take the the next step. If you're gonna have like that amount of usage and you're gonna be the the number one guy, you have to be able to actually like create some stuff and not just yeah. and not just like you know we we talk we talk a lot when we talk about Trey Young and how he's like a reactive passer and he's not necessarily like setting people up to you know directing traffic like yeah. that. And obviously. We're not expecting Tatum to become Luka or anything like that. But you're going to have to start making reads and start and start dictating a lot, a lot of I things. I think he does a little bit, though. I think I, he's going to have to take another step. And I, I think it. I think even with the Celtics core right now, he the onus is on him. It, it is it's it's on, it's on it's on Tatum. If they run everything back next year, the number one thing that they are going to need to take that next step is that he's going to have to create more for other people and he's gonna have to create more for Jalen Brown. And so You're I right. think I think that they can run this back, they can potentially get even better and maybe fix some of those intangible things. But if he's gonna be the guy with the high, high usage like that, he's gonna have to create.
0: You're right, and I think that's the problem is that currently with the way this team is constructed, he has to do that. It's on his shoulders. And I feel like that's just shoving a square peg into a round hole. We had this it's conversation with Luca. Bad. We had this conversation with Luca a little bit ago where we were like, this team should stop trying to give him another ball handler to have star power and just give him a second star that fits him better. Find him a Paul George who can play off ball. I'm starting to feel the way with Jason Tatum where we can keep talking about him making the playmaking leap, but not every big forward has to be a point forward. Like his game could be score the ball and play good defense and do a little bit of playmaking
1: so he's not Michael Porter Jr., but yeah.
0: he doesn't got to be LeBron James. You know, like not everybody, that's not his bag, like Mo said. Yeah, so similar like, to yes. what like
1: a lot of people expected Giannis to be. A lot of people are like, oh, handle's not, not not as nice. Oh, jump shot, not this and that. Mitch, just go ahead and put shooting around him and have people do excel at things that he doesn't excel at and it's just like simple as that before the boston celtics it's not as simple as that because they're already a like an they're an elite team but they're an elite team with minor flaws and in order to make fix those minor flaws you might have to make seismic moves and those seismic moves can either a implode on your face or be like obviously like work out and the only teams in my mind now that i did a quick scan that might make sense. is like, oh, do you want to try to, like, gamble and put money on Fred Van Vleet from the Toronto Raptors? I don't think that's a good return no. because I think Jalen Brown is, like, levels ahead of Fred Van Vliet. Oh, God, no. If it's for Jalen Brown, fuck no. No, no. Yeah, exactly, you know? And then if not Jalen Brown, then, like, you'd have to be blessed to receive someone like Damian Miller who fixes every single problem imaginable for that team.
0: Yeah, so if Damian Miller requests trade, Jalen Brown is the best that the Trailblazers could do. So, th- that would be a godsend for both sides. Um, but absolutely. yeah, I just it's, think that
3: it's weird. They're untrustworthy. You just can't trust them.
0: Yeah, they're a high variance team because if you don't have p- elite playmaking and you rely on shooting, you're a very high variance team. Just inherent. Exactly. And time so,
1: is ticking. Al Horford's knees are gonna be rubble soon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, fucking
0: Robert Williams's knees might be rubble soon. That man is oh yeah, not standing the test of time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah like I keep thinking about what Donovan was saying. He was so spot on with like the way this team is constructed. It's gonna come down to can Jason Tatum make these leaps? And I just like hate the mindset of teams, which maybe they're backed into this, so they don't have a choice. But the idea of star player has to mold his game to elevate the weaknesses of this roster. I hate that. I feel like you should elevate the weaknesses of your roster to fit the star player to optimize what he can do. That's that's fair.
3: That's fair. And I'm I'm gonna let you know when you are paying somebody three hundred million dollars, you better do absolutely everything. Like like (laughs) it's it's just like and obviously, people have strengths and people have weaknesses. But once you get that price tag, and like you said, we're not used to seeing these numbers in 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 basketball yet. And so when you look up and Jason Tatum is making three hundred and fifty million dollars, and you're like. You can't get four assists tonight. Like, what's what's going on here, <laughs> but right? We he can't like, do that. No, I'm I'm, just, I'm, th- I'm throwing out the number, but like you know, say yeah, yeah. I mean? like like I'm I'm gonna need you to to run a pick and roll every every once in a while. Like that, yeah. like is that type of stuff that's gonna? But that's my that point, is, though. It's gonna make people. What's upset? the ceiling
0: of that? Because like he's done that in the past year and a half. They made the finals last year, became that top tier team because he made somewhat of a playmaking lead. Mm-hmm. He's a very decent playmaker. What's the ceiling of? How much can you ask for him? He's never gonna be a great playmaker. Like he can't just. Force himself to get good at that. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that vision. Like, what's the point where well at what point do you stop asking for that because it's unrealistic and you just build around that reality?
3: I mean it's it's now. Like I think now, especially whether they win or lose, I I I'll say this. Championship aside, you're gonna have to reevaluate what you have. And especially with the contracts coming up, you're gonna have to decide. What direction you want your franchise to go in? Are you gonna keep mm-hmm. uh, are you are you gonna keep Tatum and Brown? Are you just keeping Tatum? Are you gonna be crazy and and keep Brown? Like there's there's a lot of decisions that have to be made, and with those come you know the basketball aspect of it. I think I think Boston has to has to figure out what to do to maximize Jason Tatum because he's the he's the one. Right. He's I I think I think he's the one that everybody loves and everyone has the hopes and aspirations for. So he's going to be there. And so at that point, once you pay him the 350, it is in your best interest to do everything you can to make sure that he looks the best and surround him with things that help him.
0: You know, what the crazy part of this is we're talking like they lost. They can still make the finals. They can still win the title. Yeah, which is say we shouldn't be saying this. Yeah, yes, it isn't exactly. to say we shouldn't be saying this because the point is that they're just so unreliable that they could make the finals or they could come out and lose by 20 to the Sixers in Game 7. Like, there's no way to know.
3: That that won't happen. That won't happen. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's no way to know yeah. if they're
0: going to peter out or make it to the finals. And at that point, who knows?
3: A hundred percent. Which is just the
0: uncertainty is a problem at a certain point.
1: <sighs> Man, it just sucks that you'd have to pick and choose between – I don't want to say – People have been always right about, oh, you have to pick either Jalen Brown or Jason Ten. And I've always hated that, and I felt like there are ways around that. And, like, it feels like almost, it almost feels like the Boston Celtics, they've done the absolute best that you could possibly do to try to fill out fill in those gaps and those holes by bringing in someone like Derek White by bringing in someone like Malcolm Brogdon. Mm -hmm. He went out and won sixth man of the year. Derek White looks so much better in the playoffs. So it's like, what else? And if I agree with both of you, like you you do try to cater, cater, like I just said, you do try to cater your entire team towards the star player and make his job as easy as possible in order to elevate him to to success. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I done as much as I can at possible. Like I'm capped out. I bring in, I brought in X, Y, and Z dude, and you're still not performing. So at that point, like you either like play the waiting game and just hope that one of these years will be your years. Like, like, like we all think, like we all said and agreed earlier, like you can't win a championship every year. To that, or you be extreme out from what I view, I would view it as like being impatient and trade away Jalen Brown for a potential asset that may be out there. Who knows what it is? It's really dependent on that, but I think it's just a waiting game at the end of the day. For sure,
0: it's no rush. Like their worst case scenario is run it back with your two young stars. Like they're in a decent spot, regardless. They're not it's young just like- no more.
3: <laughs> they are. <laughs> Like,
0: they're sub-27. They're sub like, they're still in their primes. have yeah. like, a good six, seven years of prime left in them. So, like, there's a lot of time. So, like, if the worst-case scenario is running back with these guys and try to get lucky one of these years, that's better than most teams. It's just, yeah. like, for a team that is in that point already, you want to be able to find a way to meet that next leap. And maybe there just is no leap you made, and they got to just be who they are.
1: Yeah, exactly. LeBron won went his first championship until he was, like, 27 years old, and that's, like, the case for most of these teams. Now, if we're, like... Tatum's like 29, 30, and we're still talking about the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, that's wraps. That ship sailed. You should have wrap that up that a point, couple yeah. years ago, <laughs> for sure. You know, so I think it's just a waiting game, and it sucks. It's like it's like there's such a huge tease. Like, we know what they can be, and they show it here <laughs> and there, but then they just revert to this like bastard activity. <laughs> yeah. It
3: just annoys everyone.
0: Yeah, man. We're, we're going to have a lot of talk about this team next episode, depending on how the series ends. So uh, we'll leave it there. Let's move on to this next series for now.
3: The NBA Conference Finals are here and there's no better place to get in on the action than Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports online. And it's super simple. You can play it online or you can play in the app. And all you have to do is hit higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite player's stats for the night. And if you get up to five stats right... You can win up to 20 times your money in a single entry on one night of hoops. Sign up today using promo code TD3 and Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit up to $100. That's basically free money to keep making more winning entries. So sign up today with promo code TD3 and get in on the action right now.
0: So I think we should launch the second half of the pot off by talking about the series that people are probably waiting for us to talk about. Lakers versus Warriors.
3: Let's do it. Yeah.
0: So for everyone who doesn't know, we're going to game six now the Lakers are up 3-2 after taking a 3-1 lead in Game 4. And Game 5 was kind of a mixed bag. I feel like the Lakers obviously lost. Are y'all feeling encouraged for the Warriors or are you still thinking Lakers are going to win in Game 6?
1: Once whoever finds that goddamn Corgi and like unlives <laughs> it, then I'll feel better.
2: That Corgi has the keys. That
3: Corgi yeah. has the keys.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, so we haven't talked about it since after game two. And after game two, the, oh, which is when the Warriors like destroyed the Lakers, it was like, oh, shit. did the? Or was it game three? No, that was game which, two. Okay, game two. Everyone was kind of like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did the Warriors kind of figure this Lakers thing out? Or did they get back to, back to normal? Mm-hmm. And you know, the Lakers proceeded to win game three and four in pretty easy fashion in crypto. So at that point, they were up 3-1. And I think everyone was kind of like, this is the end of the Warriors dynasty. Did that change for you after this last game? Are you feeling like the Warriors can come back and take it in seven?
3: I do. I I, I've, and I I feel this. I feel this way with both of these series, with like with the Lakers series and with the Knicks series. But Mm -hmm. it's like now that you've gotten back to a game six, right? Like like coming back three one, it's always like okay, let's take it one game at a time. You don't have to win three in a row. Really, it's can you get to game six? Because after game... Like, game seven is so unpredictable and anything can happen and it's literally like a one-game scenario. So if you can get back to, I guess, in this case, back back to LA, I think they have a chance. And, like, there hasn't been anything on either side that has made me feel extremely confident. Like, I don't feel great about the Lakers. I don't feel great about the Warriors in any situation. And so... If if the Warriors, who honestly played a very good game in Game Four, it was just the ridiculous shot selection, turnovers in the last three minutes of the game. Yeah, Jordan Pool
0: disaster class.
3: If you cannot be stupid for three minutes <laughs> at, at the at the end of the game, you're going to have a chance to get back to San Francisco in Game Seven. So I yeah. I kind of think the Warriors can do this. I think I mm. think they could pull it off. I think they can what, win. What, what about
0: you, Mo? How, where are you standing after this last game?
1: Uh. I still think, like I think my predictions were like pretty much in the air. I didn't, I genuinely didn't know who would win. I wanted to lean towards the Lakers, but I didn't fully trust them. Uh, but I, I almost leaned towards the Lakers because it's like, bro, like last game, I, I, I missed half and half of it. Like I will, I fell asleep during the second half, second quarter, woke up (laughs) like towards the end of the fourth, and I'm like, yo, how did Draymond Green score twenty points? (laughs) How? Is, <laughs> when was the last time he did that in a playoff game, especially? I don't
2: remember. Yeah, I don't know, but you know? Closeout
1: game, Draymond is real though. it,
2: just no, it, was, it, I it was
3: just now. the other night. He had twenty one just the other night.
0: Really? Did he? Yeah, Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember now.
3: Yeah. He's he's Gosh. done it twice this series. He's listen. Wow. He's like he's low key been on go mode. Like he's, <laughs> Draymond on go mode. Nice. <laughs> he's he's been here. He's been here. He's been scoring. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's yeah,
1: been good. But, Them, I mean, if Draymond can continue the type of things that he's been going, Clay has been having like a super up and down series. Jordan Poole is just complete cheeks, buns, two cans (laughs) of bounce that ass. Any whatever verbiage you want to throw in there, he's that, that bad. Uh, So I think I trust in the Lakers to close this out. They have two chances to go ahead and end this series. And I have a hard time believing that, like, you know, LeBron wouldn't be able to do this, and AD wouldn't be able to do this, and whoever steps up, whether it be Austin Reeves, or Rui Hashimura, Dennis Schroeder, or D'Angelo Russell, who's been so bad. Like, he's been so bad as of late. But this is just Very who he is. One of those yeah. games in
0: crypto, though, he went nuts. Remember, he started the game scoring the first 12 points of the game? Yeah. yeah. And then the past two games, it's been relatively quiet from him. So, But that's kind of what you expect from D'Lo, right? Like, I think the reason exactly. that he is traded so often and isn't a – you know, high-quality player of high value is because he's inconsistent and you can never know what you're going to get. He's basically a flashy role player. And <coughs> role players are role players because they're inconsistent. It sounds just so that, like That's Jordan not terribly Poole. surprising.
2: <laughs>
0: Listen, at this point, he might be the very, very rich man's Jordan Poole, which is unexpected.
1: Yeesh.
2: That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Poole, do you think, I, What do you think Poole's about this so year's bad. going forward?
0: I, I think the Lakers are going to win in, in Game 6. Um, I think when the Lakers don't have 3-1... Nobody should have expected the Lakers to win it in five. It's the Warriors at home. The dynasty with their backs against the wall, they, they were going to come out and win that game. There is no, no part of me believe the Lakers were going to win in Golden State to close it out. Yeah. I think, one, we've, there's a reason we've never seen this team lose before the finals. They are incredibly hard to beat, and teams have desperation at that point. We saw the same thing happen in the Grizzlies series against the Lakers. They came out in game five and beat the shit out of the Lakers, and then Lakers closed it out in six. I think this mm-hmm. is that same story as far as like how the Warriors won, one, they, the pace was crazy last game. And they kind of just ran it down the Lakers' throat. And it seems like they figured out a way to not neutralize Anthony Davis, but not let him dominate the game on defense. They're putting him in a lot of pick-and-roll action so he can't be the help defender, just destroying everything at the rim. They're making him guard on the, on the perimeter so he can't block those shots. Yeah, That part scares me. Because if the Lakers can't figure out a way to not let them do that, game six is going to be incredibly difficult. But if Darvin Ham comes back and he finds his own adjustment to that, we see the uh, defensively dominant AD again at home where they're going to get the whistle, everything, no, they have the home court advantage, I see the Lakers winning in six. Yeah. Okay. I can
2: agree that's, with that. I can that's, agree with that's that. That's fair.
3: That's fair. I disagree. I think, okay. The the main reason why I disagree is I'm wondering which one of the role players for, for the Lakers is going to step up, like They got bailed out. They got the Lonnie Walker game that they needed. Right, bailed out. I mean, no, like Lonnie Walker. Not bailed out. It's depth. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's the truth. Lonnie Walker has not played (laughs) at all for like for weeks. And that's depth. You have good players
0: waiting to come in when needed.
3: Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so you get bailed (laughs) out. You, You get bailed out by Lonnie Walker having the best quarter of his career, and. And again, you need that in playoff series, right? I under, I understand that, that 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 happens from time to time. But you already have that. Austin Reeves has not been great in this series. De'Angelo Russell has been very inconsistent. Dennis Schroeder also is gonna you know probably uh, need to have like a great game. I'm wondering w- once you look down the line, which one of those guys is going to be the one to step up and kind of help the L- and like push the Lakers yeah. forward. Right. And so I don't think I, I know you're at home and you can kind of like expect for role players to to play better at home. But I think that the Warriors are, are rolling right now. And especially what, what really encouraged me that they will be able to compete and win this game was Draymond's aggressiveness. I think the fact that with the pace that they that you mentioned, if they're going up and down and Draymond is getting the ball deep in the paint, He's getting a guard on him. He's getting either Reeves or shoulder on him, and he's making quick moves, getting to the free throw line. And he's also, like, getting the Warriors to, to the line and combating, you know, the Lakers whistle. I think that helps Steph out a lot. And it takes oh, yeah, a, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it takes a lot yeah. of pressure off of him. He doesn't have to score 40 every night. It also takes a lot of pressure off of Klay, and now Clay doesn't have to drop seven threes for them to be competitive. I think we're going to see a, a little bit of that aggressive Draymond in, in game Counterpoint. Six. Counterpoint. <sighs> What's up?
0: Draymond can't do that because the Lakers are going to shoot 30 free throws again at home because they're going to get that home team whistle It's just like the Warriors got the home team whistle this last game that's how it works that uh-huh. only can happen if the Lakers are missing shots consistently and Draymond can get the rebounds and go when the game's going to be slowed down every 5 seconds because AD, LeBron, Reeves D-Low are drawing whistles it's going to be hard for Draymond to do that
3: counterpoint yeah. to your counterpoint to my counterpoint <laughs> okay they, they, they were creating fast breaks a lot off off of made baskets and off of free throws and there were a lot of times where the ball would go through and instantly they would have somebody at, at the at the baseline and try and push so i think that they're going to be able to manufacture a couple yeah. a couple of fast breaks so even if even if the free throws do happen for the lakers which it obviously will that whistle is going to be there the words are they have a game plan in place to create speed and pace for themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think from the Lakers perspective, you know, we, I talked about how the figuring out a way to make AD dominant again on defense is a hard adjustment that I don't know if they can make. The adjustment I am positive they can make that they're gonna take away from this game is that get back in transition defense and don't let them get in fast breaks. That's like the easiest thing that every team takes away in the playoffs. Pace never wins in the playoffs, like historically. So that's like the one thing that I am very confident that Darwin Hems would make sure that it doesn't happen. Like, don't let them do fast breaks off of makes.
1: That's such an easy adjustment. You know what I'm not confident in? You put it yeah. on Draymond, I'm more so I'm just thinking about Clay Thompson and... The wild inconsistency that he has like two days ago, two games ago, he shot the fuck out of them in the foot. Like he was with the Lakers. (laughs) It felt like it at least. He's he's (laughs) like he told his dad, yo, dad, watch this. This is for you. Shot them out of the game. And so far in this series, he's averaging like 17 points on 38% shooting from the field. He's averaging more turnovers than assists. It's like if the Warriors are going to do this, they need whatever game six clay is they need that playing at yeah. the best level if they really want to pull this off and he's For been sure. wildly inconsistent you
3: know and well, I- it's game <laughs> six it's game six so game six clay is about to show up i love it-
0: how every role player we talk about on the warriors outside of steph curry we're talking about they're inconsistent because that's really yeah. been the story of this series like we're talking about a lot of this in the lakers perspective and like things they're doing to adjust to what golden state's doing because a lot of times with every, any series, Golden State style of play is so unique. They feel like the driver of every series. But they've been the reason that they're not winning the, these games. Like, the Lakers mm-hmm. are doing lots of things right. But Jordan Poole, crap. Klay Thompson, crap half the time. Draymond, CTE half the time. We're talking about these scoring <laughs> games. He's been playing brain dead a lot of these games, too. Like, he's been also inconsistent. Like, we're having Moses Moody hit big threes his last game. Can you rely on Moses Moody's shootouts every single game? No. Like, there's so many dice rolls with the Lakers. I mean, with the Warriors across their entire roster.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. I feel like for the Warriors, everything has to go right. Every, like Steph, as great as he plays, like he just simply can't do it alone. Um yeah. and no player in the history of the NBA has a has been able to do that. And so now I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, like because the, the Warriors just have a very short lease of mistakes, and the Lakers can yeah. make mistakes because they have fucking AD and LeBron James on their team. Isn't that Even crazy? LeBron hasn't been... Yeah, exactly. I know. Like, if you were to say this a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, like, everything yeah. ha- would have to go right. But they can mess up, you know, because they, they're just yeah. incredibly deep. A lot of people don't want to give, like, the Lakers, like, you, Donovan, don't want to give them credit. But if you there if was any other... Story. What do you mean? Just Hey, me. shut up. Let me get my narrative. You're saying the up, same right? shit, man. Hey, hey, I don't know who their third hey, star hey, is. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. I was not <laughs> hating. All right? I was not hating. I was <laughs> deceived <laughs> by Nonovan. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was influenced. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> can't wait to make his blood this lead. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> but now. you're right, though. You're 100% right. It's weird that the Warriors are the team that everything else go right for. That's so facts. This is last game. They they hit seven threes in the first quarter. we were up by 15. Quarter ended, they were up by three. Mm-hmm. Like, they hit seven threes, and the Lakers still came back and weathered the storm. Granted, that you know, in the second quarter, we saw them blow the game open. But they have to have these really hot stretches where they're, the pace is perfect. The Lakers' offense isn't good. And the defense is working well for the Warriors. They're hitting all their jump shots. We're having Moses Moody hit threes. We're relying on inconsistent role players to be consistent. Like, everything has yeah.
1: to click for three straight games for the Warriors. Dude, two games ago the the lakers part of the lakers game plan was to leave andrew wiggins open who is not like ben simmons from the three point line or anything like that he's not the worst three point shooter but then again he's not the absolute best he's he's yeah. a guardable person and their game plan was to leave him open and he like i don't want to say he shot them out the game but he just was playing right into the lakers hands and then this last game that happened last night it was the complete opposite shot 40% from the, from from 3 so oh, yeah. everything went right for him <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, it's it's interesting because like you're saying, the Wiggins, the game they had AD guarding Wiggins so he could help off him, and they tried to you know negate the Warriors putting him in pick and roll actions, and it didn't work in game five because Wiggins was was him like his ability to crash the boards and use his verticality at the room to get rebounds and putbacks was crazy. So to give the Warriors credit, Steve Kerr is making hell of adjustments every single time the Warriors have a move. Steve Kerr is doing his job. Like we're really seeing a coaching duel right now between these two coaches. So. Who, which one do you want to bet on? you want to bet on Darwin Ham or Steve Kerr? Probably Steve Kerr. So that's tough. Yeah. I'm taking it Steve I would Kerr
3: easy.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely go with Steve Kerr because, I mean, the track record and history is there. Yeah, yeah. I think he makes... I don't question a lot of the things that he does. Something, sure. Every coach is questionable, but I think he... Uh, Warriors fans yeah. question the fuck out of him. I know It's, also, it's like, also like... He's Hitler. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so it's dumb. half
3: on Steve Kerr, but like Mo was saying, guys just have to make shots. And Clay Thompson... You have to show up. Yeah. Like like Clay Thompson of the last 3 games. And this is from game 3, 4 and then 5. 15 points, 9 points, 10 points. Damn. Please. Please. <laughs> you are you're about to be disowned by the Splash Brothers. Like you're, <laughs> you're you're not doing your job. If he can have if he can have 17, can if he can have 17 points, that would be good enough for Steph Curry to uh, to you know, create as much offense as possible and get the Warriors over over the hump. They're gonna need somebody else to be this to be the second star. Somebody else has to score twenty. You hope that it's Clay and that and that his threes can kind of space the floor out. You know, create driving lanes for everybody else. But I don't know. But at the same time, like Steph Curry might be the best Steph Curry that we've seen. Since twenty sixteen. So he's I, been incredible. You know, so I I still want to bet on him and I still Fred trust uh, him and, that game, and the Steph had a,
0: that game Steph had twelve assists. I was just watching that like can you fucking believe there's a narrative when people talk about all time players that Steph isn't a point guard or isn't a good passer yeah, just because he plays in this current lazy. system that doesn't make him spam picking
1: rolls? Like it's such a casual take it's so stupid. Lazy. He could average t- if if he was if you put Mike replace James Harden with Steph Curry back in those like heavy spam pick and roll days oh, yeah. and one on one basketball days. Good grief, dude! He's averaging numbers. easily like thirty five and twelve.
0: For Decent, sure, bro. Yeah, and it's, people are just don't know what they're looking at. Like, like I was saying, Warriors fans love to hate Steve Kerr and think they need to fire him. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, he's never lost before the finals in the entirety of his coaching career. Like, you guys are fucking idiots missing the forest for the trees like yeah he's literally one of the greatest coaches of all time and they just it just shows you that there's a weird thing right now on twitter where every fan base hates their coach and thinks every coach is bad like if you look just if you just went off lakers twitter you would think darvin ham is the worst first year coach of all time meanwhile he's in a coaching duel with steve kerr and winning a lot of these matchups people just don't know how to evaluate coaching at all
1: yeah exactly and like we've seen so often like a lot of teams have major disappointments and so far through, Steph, through Steve Kerr's like, track record he hasn't had that playoff film. now of course having the team that he does have like helps a hell of a lot but there's ways that you can mismanage the fuck out of your talent. Ask Mike Ludenhozer It's <laughs> a prime example even him though
0: he got fired two years after winning a championship Like, this is is the, the narratives around coaching are so crazy Like, yeah. they had to make a change granted the team fell apart you can't roll that team back just chemistry wise something has to give but like the leash on coaches and the evaluation of coaches is so weird these days. If this was the '90s? He would Boonhouser would have been had a job security for ten years after that.
1: Oh, absolutely. He wouldn't have to worry about. it. Which granted, anything, that's but... probably the other end of the spectrum. That's too much. Mm-hmm. But
0: it's just we're definitely in a weird situation for coaches.
1: Yeah, I would hate to be 100%. a coach in this day and age. It's crazy. <laughs> JJ Reddick might be a coach. Random side note. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. No, well, so one
0: more thing I just realized. By the time the next episode comes out, this series is going to be over. Cool. So let's get our final predictions in there. I'm yeah. saying it now. The Lakers are going to win in Game 6, and they're going to end the Warriors' dynasty. We're going to see this team mm. blow up this summer, and Game 6 will be the last game you see Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Curry all play together with the Golden State uniform.
1: Mm. Okay. Donovan, what's your prediction?
3: Warriors in 7. I think I think... <laughs> I think if it gets back to San Francisco, I would be shocked if the Lakers won in oh, San too, Francisco. I would be shocked if they won there, and I, I feel encouraged. I feel like they're one, they're they're one good performance away from getting back to Game Seven, and yeah. I think that they have it in them. So I'll take the Warriors in Seven.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not um, the most confident in my prediction, so I get that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I if it does end up going back to the Warriors. In game seven, then there's zero chance that the Lakers win, in my opinion. I just don't see it happening whatsoever. But um, with that being said, I will say that the Lakers probably do have this in six. I just don't imagine a a world in where, like, LeBron is not giving 110% of his efforts rather than, like, 80 to sometimes 70 what I see in the playoffs. Like, how he has whenever he's been at, like, the Warriors' home floor for the most part, I would say. So... I got the Lakers in six. It's just no way. I just don't. I just do not see the Lakers going back over there and winning. At that point, we're me gonna either. see another like three-one lead blown, and narrative Twitter is gonna be so nasty. <laughs> yep. I mean, let, me you, let me tell you the script. and me tell you exactly what's gonna happen. First half of the game,
0: you're gonna see LeBron do the same thing he was doing for the whole playoffs. He's in a coast playoff ball, run in transition, but let the other guards cook. Second half, if that game was remotely close, he is spamming pick-and-rolls, and he is using the energy he's been saving, and it's going to look like classic LeBron versus the Warriors. He's putting Steph Curry in a pick-and-roll, putting Jordan Poole in a pick-and-roll every single play, and he's going to be in the post nonstop. They're nah. going to see... They're not going to let AD get stuck nah. on the perimeter anymore. I,
3: I, I, trust, I trust the dog. You're wrong. <laughs> <I trust laughs> they're the not
0: going to let AD get stuck on the perimeter anymore. We're going to see him go back to being a defensive presence, and probably instead of trapping on these screens where he's switching on to Steph Curry... They're going to do more of a drop and ignore Gary Payton. And then he's going to go back to dominating the rim. And the Lakers are going to win by 15.
3: 15? 15.
0: Okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. kidding. I I didn't just see your reaction. (laughs) No, (laughs) the Lakers are going to win this game, and it's the end of
1: the Warriors. Wow, yeah. I need to see Steph Curry unload the clip. He's been unloading the clip the entire time. And as long as him and his other splash bro who might get his card revoked, Clay Thompson, (laughs) if he shows up, (laughs) then... your prediction might be be, looking bleak
0: they're putting Clay's game put him to the orphanage (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah man I hope I don't look dumb because this very well could end in Warriors and 7 and I will not be surprised but I'm just going to put it in the air now all all playoffs I keep trying not to pick the Lakers every time just like avoid my fandom being too biased
3: but just lean into it at this point they're going to win you're too far gone I
0: keep tipping telling it's like oh I don't know the Warriors might win the Lakers are going to (laughs) win <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: uh, own it, respect <laughs> it, and put it on your chest. And speaking of uh, fandom, I guess is this a good time to transition to whatever Donovan team is doing that's in the playoffs? A, that's a segue.
3: It's that's a, a segue. Time. That's yep. a segue, Mo. Donovan, tell know, us
1: about Knicks versus Heat. Tell us about the series.
3: Oh yeah, the Knicks are going to win in seven. Oh okay. <laughs> the, the, the Knicks are winning in seven. Wow. Both of these, yeah. th- both of both of these three one leads are 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 going down. And I have some shame. I felt <laughs> no, no, not not even. And I'll tell you why. Game five was going to be the hardest game, in my opinion, to get. I actually think it, it might it might have been harder than Game six um, okay. to get. I don't feel even as like, even though that they were down through one, I don't feel that the Knicks have been significantly outplayed by Miami. I don't think that the Heat have looked great at all in this series. I think okay. that the, I think the shooting has been kind of erratic for Miami as well. If you look at, at like all of the stats, the Knicks have out rebounded them. They have the same amount of steals per game, .6 uh, differential in terms of, of blocks. The field goal percentage, about the same, three-point percentage about the same. What's been the difference has been literally heat culture he have they've gotten every <laughs> they've gotten every single loose ball they've hustled they've hustled more they've been able to to get more of like the timely plays and and in this series you could talk about all the X's and O's I don't think that that's what's happening here this series is very very like dirty and muddy and yeah. it's just like <laughs> slow it's it's a rock fight like yeah, yeah. the entire time and there's a couple plays that decide the game I think that the Knicks got the swagger back in game five and. Like, first off, the play Quentin Grimes made where he gets b- body checked by Bam Adebayo, hurts his leg, and is hobbling over to guard Jimmy Butler and then steals the ball from Jimmy Butler. Like, that. Like those the, those are the types of plays that in the first four games were going Miami's way. And you saw it in game five go the next way. I think they can take that into game six. And if you get a game seven in Madison Square Garden, Jalen Brunson also felt unlocked in game five. Right, the ISO stuff was working again. You get back to Game Seven. I think that the Knicks are winning because again, I don't think that the Heat have played well enough for me to definitively say, "Oh yeah, they're going to win this game." They have. They haven't yeah. played well. They just been, They've played better, but not well. So I think New York. Yeah. I think New York has a chance. I think that they got it.
0: This past game was a quintessential Tom Thibodeau game. Mm. You talk about Jalen Brunson being unlocked.
3: I fucking hope he is. He played 48
0: minutes. He better be (laughs) locked.
3: Two guys. Two guys. Him and Quentin Grimes both played 48 minutes. 48
0: minutes. minutes. And listen, R.J. Barrett had 26 points. He shot the ball 17 times. Can you rely on that? Probably not. But that's what you need in these type of games. You need world players to explode. And if you look across the aisle, Jimmy Butler shot 12 times, 19 points. We're going to need to see him have his version of what Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett just did, where they just unload the clip and play all game they need that from jimmy butler and i know he's hobbled isn't 100 percent. but we're gonna need one of those old-fashioned bubble we get the pictures of jimmy butler bent over tired because he's giving his heart out he needs to do that this game
3: it's not gonna work though it's, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna work i think like I'll, listen also duncan robinson came alive in game five him and caleb martin both came alive from from three towards the end of that game i yeah. don't i don't trust both of them to to be on from three like that's not happening again and so i i don't see i don't see a way where where Miami like blows this game wide open. Yeah. Obviously, if they win, I'm not going to be shocked, right? Like I said, mm-hmm. they've they've been able to to control the pace. It's felt like they've been in control a majority of the series, and it felt it felt like New York has been kind of fighting uphill. But the Knicks, the Knicks, are, the Knicks are here, and they have something. And and Julius Randle... Also had a he <laughs> he also he had a very good second half of the game and yeah. there's a lot of offensive momentum for for the Knicks that they didn't have in the first three games and I think that they can carry it over to to Miami
0: Mo how do you feel about Julius
1: Randle right now
3: 13 I mean, all NBA great.
1: oh my god <laughs> uh, I I mean I not great I purposely to be quite honest with y'all I purposely avoided watching that game because I thought it was just gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing at me man anyways it's just, it's just i thought funny. it was gonna be a wash and uh i remember yesterday i was in a town in georgia and uh i was walking past by bars and stuff like that and i saw the game was a, like a, a, a it was not close whatsoever by my oh, outside then, yeah i was outside i just got some ice cream man not outside like that <laughs> um <laughs> and uh I come back home, and I see that the game is, like, 106-107, and I'm like, what is going on here? Why are the New York Knicks up by this much? And I started to – I hopped on Twitter, and I started to see all the minutes that Jalen Brunson was playing and stuff like that. So, overall, like, I I don't feel good about the Knicks. I don't feel good about um, Julius Randle for, like, multiple reasons. Of course, like, he's coming back from injury and blah, 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 blah. But like more or so, I just don't trust the Knicks because if this dude is supposed to be if not the the best and the second best player on your team or whatever, and he's saying the stuff that he said a couple nights ago, maybe that did light a fire fire under him. I'm gonna like divert to y'all from <laughs> what you guys saw, but um, I just I just still don't trust them, bro. For the, for the little that I saw, I still don't trust them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I think there's th- no reason to trust them. You're right. Like it is. Those RJ Barrett can shoot twenty
1: five for twenty five from the field. I'm not trusting him still,
3: <laughs> and that's fine. And that's fine. Valid. Listen, <laughs> listen that that's a that's a hundred. Uh, gosh, that's a hundred percent fair. And you cannot trust him. But RJ, since Game Three of the Cavs series, has been a completely different player than what he was in the first two. The first two, he was complete trash. And he has turned he <laughs> has turned it around. He's been a very very good player. He's he's driving to the basket very very strong. He's putting a lot of pressure on on the Heat's rim defense. And on top of that, the Knicks also have another level to go. Josh Hart has been in, he's been a little bit inconsistent. He's been in foul mm-hmm. trouble. Right, he's played been nine a, minutes this past game. Yeah, there's been there's been foul trouble. It's been a little bit of, of injury right left over from the from the Cavs series. Like I just said, he only played nine minutes. If he plays. 15, 17 minutes in game six, you're going to get a little bit more more defense. He's a he's a great connector. He can knock down shots. We've seen him do it time and time again. I think the Knicks have another level that they can go in terms of like their desperation mode on the road. And like that, the game four, game four, when they went down 3-1, that, that game was 100% lost because they just couldn't figure out how to rebound and they they didn't know how to how to rebound and the three point shots weren't falling. Man, that's kind of moved a little bit closer to the other end of the spectrum where they figured out a little bit more how to rebound last game, a couple more shots fell in game five, and as you keep progressing right, you're gonna be able to keep the game close, be in a one in, in a one possession game, and I think that they. I think that they have it like i i i yeah. would I, I would not be shocked if the next i don't in i seven. didn't
1: realize how bad like new york's bench has been,
3: been um, non-existent um, yeah
1: like, like literally like non-existent and i don't really well, i mean this is like a top tom Thibodeau special like you said and maybe it's like set up that way for that but um I don't know. In a playoff game like this, like we said, like Jimmy Bowler only took twelve shots, like when you go back to Miami, that is not happening. He's getting up at least twenty-four shots. So yeah,
0: I think we're gonna see we're gonna see the game of
1: Jimmy's life in Game Six. I think whether yeah. make or miss, he
0: is shooting that motherfucker. He's gonna be shooting a lot of shots, and typically he doesn't have big cold treat games. You know, just a style of play. He doesn't take a lot of threes and a lot of deep shots. Like he's pretty rare he shoots inefficiently at a high volume. So, I'm going to put my faith in Jimmy Butler closing it out, but like you said, it's such a rock fight that like, you, it's hard to predict the series either way. I'm yeah. taking
3: Knicks in seven. I I can't. I also can't think straight when when I'm watching this series, so like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking the Knicks in seven. I, I
1: cannot disrespect the Knicks. The last time I did that, they whooped the Cavs' ass in five games, and I, and literally almost everyone else, was just about wrong, so... I can't fault you for that. I'm still taking Miami and six, regardless of the fact, just because I just think that the Heat culture and they have more depth, and Jimmy Butler is gonna have a Jimmy Butler type of game once again. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's the way I'm leaning.
0: Okay. Before we move on to TikTok time, real quick, let's talk about these all NBA teams that just got released. Oh yeah, let's okay. see it. Because it's an interesting philosophical debate to be had here. So, for all didn't see. The third team, all three, all the NBA teams are put out. 100 voters gave their votes, and this is how it went. Third team is Damian Lillard, who is outside the playing race, De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis. Pretty chalk, right? I, I, yeah. I think Damian Lillard probably deserves it, even though his team is pissed because he was so good. Yeah. Arguably the Second best team of his career. I, I don't even think it's arguable. I think it was definitely. Second team, Stephen Curry there because he missed a lot of games donovan mitchell jimmy butler Nikola Jokic, jalen brown ha, i thought donovan mitchell would be first team so it's a bit surprising yeah. to see him second team also a little bit surprising to see jimmy Butler second team he didn't have the best regular season in the world and he, he wasn't even an all-star a amount
1: of time as well <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like, even an all-star yeah wasn't even it's weird an all- oh my god bro
0: but whatever this is jimmy butler no one's gonna throw fit LeBron mm-hmm. probably would have been there if he didn't miss time. So be it. First team. Because he said Donovan Mitchell wasn't there, despite being the third seed and having the best season of his career. First team is Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Shea Gildas Alexander.
3: Shout out Shea, man. That is
0: shout out, crazy. Shout out Shea.
3: Shout out Shea. I, yeah. I love I love Shea. I'm a big fan. I probably I would want to give him my vote. I probably would not have voted him, though, for first team. Me neither,
0: but I love him, so I'll let it slide. But I definitely would have voted Donovan Mitchell considering his team was a three seed, and he was incredible. But as a Shea lover, I'll let it happen.
1: Yeah, I think Shea, like, I don't know. It's up for debate as to, like, who had a better season, I think. Like, because Donovan had so much more, a lot of help on his team and the things that he needed to orchestrate, like, his stats are not going to be just naturally that impressive. But overall, when it comes to like just overall season, just, uh, he dropped like seventy one points this season, this season. Yo, he did. <laughs> he had so many classics this season, so many moments. And yeah. I understand. I love that they're giving Shea respect, but this is this is this is messed up. This is criminal. <laughs> it's this is up. offensive.
0: It's, I don't know if I'm going that far, but it is weird because, you know, it's it's been a precedent for years that team success matters in all NBA. Just like it wasn't an MVP and All Stars. And we're seeing it kind of go away a little bit because people are learning that it's a team sport and you should probably reward individual dominance even if their team sucks around them and holds them back. But it's strange that the first both first team guards that didn't make the playoffs at all. One didn't make the fucking play in, yeah. but he was so stupendous. Sure, Luca can it's still understood. be there, he's Luca. Yeah. L- Lillard can be third team, Luca can be first team. I guess I get it. But shaving there also not making the playoffs is interesting.
3: I don't Yeah. I you you kinda have to put D Mitch there. You, th- or Jalen you, Brown, maybe. No, I would, I would uh, first <laughs> team mind. first team, no.
0: I mean <laughs> he was a twenty seven point per game scorer on the one seed or two seed actually by the end. Like it wouldn't have been shocking. It's kind of the same situation as uh Donovan Mitchell.
3: I would not consider Damn, Jalen Brown to having one of the two best guard seasons in the league. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither so but you know, I'm just saying the argument could be that. had. I'm not doing that. Also, what what on the subject? Anthony Davis, right? Kind of kind of stuff. Like he played the same amount of games. He played one more game than than LeBron. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people on this list that didn't play a lot of games or that missed a lot of games this season, and. Throughout the entire year, all of us were saying that Anthony Davis was having, like, a career year and yeah. kind of yeah. looked like him. It's kind of interesting that he was left off.
0: I don't think it's interesting because it's not surprising because I hate people who are like, oh, the media, the media, but, like, the media weirdly <laughs> hates Anthony Davis. Like, y'all saw the NBA on TNT last night and ESPN this morning. <laughs> they were, they were <laughs> yeah. straight laughing at him for having a concussion or yeah. having a fear of a concussion. Yeah. Like, the, the narratives around him and the way we talk about him and his body is so weird that people have like such a disdain for him for getting hurt so often, that it doesn't surprise me. He wasn't even an all star, which is crazy.
3: Yeah.
1: What do you guys think about John not making the list?
3: It makes yeah, sense. No it Blickies made, it on makes the sense. list.
0: It's, it's a blanket blanket rule. No Blickies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Damn. how it goes. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I It was gonna be him or De'Aaron Fox for the last spot, and I think mm-hmm. everyone re- respects the shit out of Fox this year, oh, so like they were never yeah. gonna give it. They were never gonna take him off.
3: Yeah. And Fox. Oh hell yeah again, was not waving a gun on IG Live. So, like, he's going to he's gonna get that.
0: Yeah. yeah cause, like, we're sense. talking about missed games. Jaws' missed games were a lot more hold-againstable <laughs> than somebody else's missed games. <laughs> like, twisting your ankle is one thing. Doing what jaw did is a whole different issue. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. But, I mean, when it comes to first-team... I mean, just to make an All NBA team from you guys' perspective, there's when it comes to things like this, or just most NBA awards, all we can go by is like what has been done in the past and how players got rewarded and why they're there. All we can just look at is their track record and history. So for you guys, your own personal opinion, also like what by what has been done yeah. in the past, like what qualifies a player to be All NBA.
2: I look at
0: it as a comedy. I look at team success a little more in this than like all star or whatever, because I, f- I feel like it's a combination of individual excellence. Like you have to be impactful and productive. Like I'd say sixty five percent that, thirty five percent team success. So it matters more how good the player is, but team success is like how you differentiate it because there's a lot mm-hmm. of players that average thirty these days. A lot of players that put up numbers. So I think like impact to winning is a qualifier there.
3: I like the team success aspect in this one as well, just because with at, at the All Star break and even though that that the break is like sixty games into the season, you still have a final stretch, right? And so this yeah, one yeah. is kind of all encompassing, right? You can have you can flip the switch at any at any given time, and so it, it it takes into account every every game rather than just like a portion of the season. So that's why I like team success here. Um, so like that's why, and also with the play in. A lot of these teams are a game, half a game behind the eighth seed. So like in under the old rules, they would be in the playoffs, right? Or like they, they would be right around it. So it's not, it's not egregious that somebody on the, on the 10th seed is on first team NBA because listen, the thunder, they did win a playing game, right? They were on the verge of going to the playoffs before they got you know smoked by Minnesota. But like, so I'm okay with Shea there. I would have honestly more of a disagreement with Luca being there over over Demetrius. Yeah, but he's Luca. I, but listen, there's several guys that we can look at and like uh, but like it's him. He, they didn't make the play in, and they traded for Kyrie Irving, and they they it was Luca and Kyrie Irving, and they missed the play in, and they got crazy. worse. They got and they worse. were in there
0: whenever they made the trade. That's the exactly. crazy part. They and fell
3: they, out. So that's. That's where my biggest gripe on first team would be. And he's the one that I would 100% replace over mm. Okay.
0: But you still have my All-NBA though, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, so, he's still okay. he's still one of the 15 best players like yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the league.
0: Isn't it crazy that in five years of his career, Lucas had four first-team All-NBAs? That, that is kinda insane.
1: Wild. First-team All-NBAs.
0: God, And And also yeah. crazy, the last five straight years, Giannis has been there. And he's gotten 100% of the votes every single time. Not a single voter in five years has put Giannis below first team.
1: Man, that's ridiculous. Look at us. That right. is ridiculous to think about.
3: Look, let's look at the media doing it right for once. Yeah, doing shout out to good. them. Shout out to
1: them. My only thing. We may thing, have former. <laughs> I, like, my only thing, like, I don't. I sit there and I'm listening to you guys and how you value team success, and I can agree with that 100%. Um, but my brain tells me, like, Okay, team success, blah, 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 I see Jimmy Butler there. Why is he there? Why isn't someone I don't like know, Drew honestly. Holiday there? Like, I'd rather put I Drew Holiday because <laughs> he was an all star. He played more games. He, I think Jimmy Jimmy Butler put up the better counting stats, but it's not by like a huge landslide at all. Jimmy Drew Holiday basically put up 25 and 7 a game on great efficiency, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. and he was like the number one seed. So, so what are we doing here?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have put Jimmy Butler high either. I probably would have put LeBron over him. Like, LeBron missed time, and it's easy to think about LeBron now as, like, not all NBA caliber because we're seeing him be slow and injured in the playoffs playing through that foot injury. But early season LeBron, before he hurt his foot, was incredible. He was averaging 30. Like, I can't see a justification for putting Jimmy above him.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, This stuff needs to be... Uh, NBA needs to start stripping votes and giving them to people like us. That's what I say.
3: <laughs> yeah. Did you
1: see Mark
0: Jackson is the person who didn't have Luka on his MVP ballot at all? He wasn't top five.
1: Oh, really? Oh. I'm not Luka. I'm not Luka. No, My bad. Jokic. 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 Jokic, Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Mark Jackson? Wow. Yep.
0: One yeah. person didn't have Jokic on there, and it was Mark Jackson. Yeah, He's taking yeah. his Charles coaching opportunities, opportunities, man. I
1: think, I think last night or whenever he said it, said some idiot didn't, didn't have Luke, or Nikola Jokic top five in their hilarious yeah. shot. Dang. That's ridiculous, had, idiot. That's crazy. He had Donovan Mitchell in there, at number five, but not. That's ridiculous. And then he had Shea in there too, or on the right ribbon? I don't was know. Is it Shea? I don't know. Yeah, it was some nasty he, stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it was Embiid, Giannis, Luca, Shea, and Donovan Mitchell.
1: That is crazy. You put someone who didn't even make the playoffs in
0: terrible ballot. <laughs> terrible ballot. It was horrible. Yeah, man. His uh, ass was not paying attention.
1: Yeah, nah. You must have done that by accident.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think we can move on to TikTok time.
3: Let's do it. Let's get into it.
0: Let's get this. First thing we're going to do, as always, we're going to start off with a draft. You guys know the rules. And this time we're going to do players who didn't go to college. So that could mean straight out of high school, G League, or international players. So I think last time I had second pick. So I go first, Mo second, Donovan third. All right. That's the order.
3: All right, bet. All right, so
0: sit up in my chair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's draft NBA lineups with players who didn't go to college. Or I got to say only. Let's draft NBA lineups with only players who didn't go to college. First pick, obviously, I got LeBron
1: James.
3: Okay. I knew, knew you were going to go there. As you should. That's predictable.
1: That's a great pick. Uh, Second pick, give me Kobe Bryant. Again, predictable.
0: predictable. But I, I respect it.
3: Okay. All right. We're gonna double up here. With my first pick, give me Kevin Garnett. Okay. And with my second pick, give me Tracy McGrady. Ooh,
0: okay. that's a nasty bucket getter combination. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh man, give me Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I gotta get him. Off, I gotta get him off of Isaac's hands.
0: Yeah, I, I for sure would have picked them. <laughs> yeah. Kobe and Jokic is a very complimentary duo. I like that.
1: I fucking love it.
0: Okay, so now it's my turn again. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach a little bit because there's not a lot of point guards on this list. Give me Luka Doncic.
1: I knew it. Of course. Okay. Yep. And then give me Giannis on the combo. Oh, Giannis did not go to college. Nope. That's nice. That's nice. Bro okay. Was in Greece. Cool. I love that. I love that. Okay, so you got Giannis. Uh, give me, give me Kevin Garnett. Give me you the big ticket. I got him. Keep Wait.
3: You were not Wait, who paying did you attention. I got Kevin Garnett play? with my first pick. Who was your second pick? Tracy McGrady.
1: I thought, oh no, I'm going to gouge my eyes out, bro. He
3: was not, <laughs> he was not listening.
1: I was listening. He to not be paying attention. I was listening. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, it's okay. It's okay. Um, So I got Kobe and I got Jokic. Still, I'm going to rock out. For my third pick in this draft... Ah, uh, someone who didn't go to college. Damn. Ah, I fucking hate that I ended up picking, up, bro. Shit, this man did not do prep. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know, bro. I was blowing up with the toilet before this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Go ahead and give me, give me Steve Nash for my point guard. Steve Nash went to college. He did. What college yeah, did he go to? UC Santa Barbara. I think. Oh my god. Are you serious? Something like
3: that. Yeah. Yes. No, no. He went to college.
1: Bro, kill me now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me restart radio. that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Y'all going to hate me. Y'all going to hate
3: me. You have five seconds. Come okay, on. Go ahead. <laughs> Before we decide
1: Okay. Go ahead. For my other spot, give me, um, give me Manu. Give me Manu. Yeah, there we go. Give me Manu.
3: That's tough. That's tough. That's tough, because that was my next pick. So now I have to re- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I have to reevaluate. Re- yeah. Okay. Uh oh. All right, let's let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. On the fly.
0: Ah. Y'all gonna have backup plans for your backup plans. That's why right. take forever.
3: So Okay, with my next pick at my center, give me Dwight Howard. Damn. I'm nice.
0: gonna pick him next.
3: Give me Dwight Howard. And then I'm gonna need somebody to run the point unconventional, but give me Lou Williams. Six,
1: okay, Lou will Gwinnett County legend. I like it.
3: I
0: think there's a lot of better
1: options for point guards out there, but okay. Yeah, none of my business though. Professional okay. score.
3: Listen, we're, <laughs> we're just bucket getters. That's all we do. <laughs> no defense on this side.
0: Nice. So, <laughs> so I got a big man and two ball handlers right now. I need someone who doesn't really need the rock, but can do something with it. Give me Moses Malone. That's my center. Wait, wait. wait. Okay.
1: Wasn't it my turn? No. Oh, yeah, it is your turn, fuck. It is. Wow. Damn. Got him. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. It? It, yeah, gonna I'm going to go it? ahead and do it. Payback, so bitch. Give me Moses Malone. <laughs> I got backups. I'll be fine. I know you got backups. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> All right, so I need a big next to Giannis. I just played you the biggest mind games. I need a big next to Giannis that can space the floor. Give me Dirk Nowitzki. That's fine. Pussy.
1: That's perfectly fine.
0: And then I probably need another shooter since I got the ball handlers. Let's dress
1: the floor. Give me Pejo Soyakovic.
3: That's good. That's good. Okay, cool.
1: So I got uh Manu, Kobe, Moses, Nikola, and I need another wing. And that shouldn't you be the uh, slowest front court of all time. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be too hard to find. For my wing, go ahead. For my wing, go ahead and give me...
3: Don't do it. Don't you dare. Shit.
0: <laughs> He's going to do it.
1: Don't you? I'm dare. not I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Give me... Okay. For the vibes, give me Andre Karolinko.
0: Okay. Okay. So you have Karolinko, Moses, and Jokic. You have no yeah. foot speed on that team. Yeah. Yeah. My LeBron is, is running up and down the court. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, listen. All of my defense is in is is in my 4 and my 5 cuz at my 3, give me Rashad Lewis.
1: Okay. <laughs> I like that. Shooter. Shooter. That's all right. You got you all got some
0: slow teams. Giannis and LeBron running up and down, up and down, up and down.
1: All right, let's see them our teams.
0: I have LeBron at point guard, Luka at shooting guard, Peja at small forward. Dirk at power forward and Giannis at center.
1: Oh, yeah. You have the perfect team. All right. <laughs> I got uh, Manu at point guard, Kobe at the two, uh, AK-47 at the three. Then I have Nicole Jokic and Moses Malone.
0: You got the slowest team of
3: all yeah, time. Yeah, my team
1: My team is slow, but we're going to give you them slow buckets that will irritate
3: your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Lou Williams, Tracy McGrady. Why are y'all laughing? Why are y'all laughing? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? I don't appreciate this. I don't appreciate that. We act like uh, Lou Williams is not a professional scorer. We act like Lou Williams isn't him. You know? Two yeah. girls, one time, Lou Will. That's him. That's him. <laughs> He's that guy. You have him. Okay. Uh, Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon, okay. I have Lou Williams, Tracy McGrady, Rashad Lewis, Kevin Garnett, and Dwight Howard. Again, okay. rim like defense.
1: defense
3: incredible.
0: All I'm saying is, if you didn't pick Lou Williams, you could have had Lamelo Ball or Tony Parker.
3: I think I would take Lou over. Oh, oh you're goodness. you're That's nasty, nasty for that. You're na- oh you goodness. don't you
1: don't mean that. You don't mean that. He doesn't believe that. Put your ego do. down, man. <laughs> Dude, what, <laughs> you, know, you say it with a straight face too. No, you don't. I'm
3: Lou. Everybody Bro, I just comments, realized. Everybody in the comments, oh, pause mind. our video. Go watch Prime Lou Williams highlights right now to remind <laughs> y'all what this guy is like. Prime <laughs> Lou Williams is a uh, bucket. Oh I think God.
0: Prime Lou Williams is a small lamello ball that can't pass.
3: No.
1: So he's <laughs> not a lamello ball <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> he's yeah. <just> like Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what he is. <laughs> so
3: y'all, are y'all, are y'all are disrespectful. Y'all are disrespectful.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's move on to the next video. The next thing we're going to do is another tier list, like always, and we're going to do a tier list of MVP seasons. Okay. So, this should be interesting. So, yeah, some individual players, in individual seasons, and we got to put them in the tier list. So, I think I got a nice slurp in there.
3: <laughs> Bro, his I sips have been gigantic bot. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's taking big gulps.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, Let's put okay. these NBA MVP seasons into a tier list. First off,
3: 2016 Steph Curry, S tier, easy S tier,
0: never seen before. S. Unanimous Maybe the best offensive MVP. season of all time. It's up there, arguably for sure. How about 2017 Russell Westbrook?
3: That's a an A-tier. A-tier. That's A tier. That's an A tier. Don't yeah? You... I think A tier. Okay, cool. I thought you were the about vibes to underrated.
1: Given B the... uh, during the last game of the season, I think he secured like the triple double record, knocked out the Denver Nuggets from like playoff contention and also he hit the game winner like yeah and along with that like storyline just amazing
0: in terms of just like impressive performances and doing the most with the least it's gotta be up there but he's not as he's just not as good as the top tier guys like steph so he can't be in that top top tier but he's damn near mm-hmm.
1: i know but as t- as time goes on if you really look at russell Russell's space play style career high for three point percentage and also the team around him bro he was playing his his front court nasty Victor Oladipo pre All Star. That was the second best player.
2: Yeah.
0: He
1: was him back there. Maybe then.
0: he minimized. Maybe he was minimizing him. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't have had Sabonis in the right, corner. Right. I don't know. <laughs> all right, spot up shooter Sabonis. I don't know.
1: Ew.
3: That's that's Billy Donovan's fault or Scott Brooks' fault. <laughs> right. awesome. Whoever.
0: All right, next up, twenty eleven. Derrick Rose. Oh, also,
3: that's
1: a B. Mm, I want to say, but A is the, the vibes I'm go were too. immaculate. It's a B.
3: I don't know. Youngest MVP in NBA history? Youngest doesn't mean he was a better player. One seed? Player than... one yeah, seed. but we're talking
1: about impressiveness, we're... though.
3: Listen, he was the one seed in a LeBron-led conference. 66 wins? When his yeah, second best great. player I mean, was Kim Noah?
0: I'm not saying he's C or D, but...
3: You all dang? His...
2: <laughs> Carlos Boozer.
0: Saying, if you stack his production up next to the... Taj O-C-boarders
3: Gibson. List, he...
2: <laughs> Come on now. Come
3: on now.
0: <laughs> we, oh, Come I'm on. Gonna go B.
1: I wanna say A, but realistically speaking, like Kirk B, Heinrich? B, He's not better than MVP Russ. <laughs> so he he his season doesn't equate to that. Definitely B. B it is. The vibes are Mike
3: Dunleavy <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> what are you doing? This is a this is a great year.
0: <laughs> it is, it's an MvP season. He deserves it. B is not
3: D. <laughs> I disagree.
1: 2023, Joel Embiid. Uh, do I want to say B or C? It can't know. be higher than B. I, I, I think B is okay.
0: I kind of want to jo- say jo- C. Though. Listen,
3: Joel Joel's going to hit me. This is a C. Yeah. This is an MVP won by false Kendrick Perkins narratives and <laughs> <laughs> an attempt to start the race war. It's a C. <laughs> it's a C. I, I can't. I can't support it. I oh, can't yeah. do this.
0: You yeah, know, it's, it's definitely worthy of an MVP. Like he does, hundred percent deserves it. But compare it to other MVPs, it's not that impressive.
1: So I, I, I can I can rock with C. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't hands down, and also it felt really forced. It wasn't like a wash. Oh, he's definitely the MVP. It felt like here, yeah, fine, yeah. You can have it. Don't bother <laughs> me anymore. Type MVP.
0: Yeah, the rest of these aren't debatable. There was he. Was, they were clearly the MVP, and this is obviously a debatable season. Easily. Next, last one, 2012 LeBron James.
3: Oh, S 2012
1: LeBron James is
0: an S. S tier. S tier yeah. for sure.
3: All of, you could pick any of LeBron's years in Miami, even the ones he didn't win MVP, and they would still be S tier MVP years. Yep.
0: Yeah. God <laughs> yeah. That's I crazy. said Steph Curry might be the best offensive season ever. This is 2012 LeBron might be the best player ever, individual facts. season ever. It's ridiculous. Yeah, facts.
1: That shit was never seen before. What he was doing back then. God, man. And y'all were too busy hating on him. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the tier list. People can be real mad about some of those. I know. The D rolls, people are going to slaughter you for that. <laughs>
0: Let them. All right, next thing we're going to do, you guys are going to have to guess these NBA teams based off their starting fives points per game. So I'm going right. to go ahead right now and I'm going to text you some numbers of points per games, and you guys are going to have to tell me who this team is. Hopefully it doesn't take all year for you guys to get the text.
3: No, I, I think I it. got that good Wi-Fi this time. Can
0: you guess these NBA teams by their starting fives, points per game? First off,
1: this one. Point guard, 19 points. Shooting guard, 17. Small forward, 15 points. Power forward, 24 points. Ooh. And center, very, 13 points.
3: It's a very well-rounded... Wait, is this... This is this year?
1: Yeah, it's
0: this year. This is the okay. Toronto Raptors. Well, that was fucking easy. Yeah, that's running yeah. Raptors.
1: It had to be. It had to be. <laughs> well-rounded. Yeah, it had to be. I like thought
0: the Raptors. addition of Puddle would throw you off because he wasn't always a starter at the center.
1: Yeah. I didn't know he had. average 13. That's kind of crazy. Shout out to Yaku Jake
3: Puddle. Jake <laughs> Puddle. <laughs> All
1: right, how about this one?
3: Wait, mode, don't say nothing. Hasn't come in yet. We're cool.
0: always dealing with this man's Wi-Fi.
3: I know. Listen, one day I'm going to upgrade and I'm going to get good Wi-Fi. <laughs> One eight. All right, I got it I got it
1: for the audio and visit video listeners this is point guard 29 points shooting guard 22 small forward 17 power forward 8 and center 7
2: this,
3: God, this has to be the Warriors Are you sure about that has to
1: be that's
0: pretty that's pretty definitive language over there ah it might be actually I think so
3: I'm gonna take the Warriors yeah
0: okay well it's the Warriors so
1: <laughs> I guess you're right there you go. There you go. If it wasn't the words, I'd to say, "Is this the Grizzlies?" But yeeesh, was Dylan Jerry Brooks Jackson averaging seventeen? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest tell.
0: Yeah, eight and seven. That that Looney Draymond pairing woke up feeling dangerous every night. <laughs>
1: yeah, eight and seven is so stark, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> All
0: right, what about this third one? Dang. Hopefully, how about this one comes in? Cool. I don't know Where'd what it, it is.
3: In? It really doesn't matter where I'm at. All right, we're good. We're good.
1: All right, so Let's point cook. guard, twenty-four points; shooting guard, eleven points; small forward, twenty points; power forward, twenty-five points; and center, seven points. This is a little bit a harder. Little, definitely a little harder than the first two. Yeah, hmm. definitely a little harder. Uh, so this is a man. This point guard, small forward, and power forward thing is kind of dangerous. A one, three,
3: four. It's weird because I want to say, I want to say the um the bucks but i just cuz it's like the 134 but it it doesn't fit there right Cause yeah. giannis is giannis is closer to 30
1: yeah it's definitely Correct. not the bucks um a lot of like a lot of teams had 3 three point scores like i immediately think of like the washington wizards who had three 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 twenty point scores there's there's no way there's, there's no way them. if the
3: if this was the wizards team there's no way they they're as bad as as they were <laughs>
0: imagine monty morris starting point guard 24 points per game Yeah, <laughs> nah. this can't be
2: that
1: yeah no nah. the center is really the center is by far the worst player though on this team i mean on or the starting the worst line. score
3: all right let me see this what
1: so 24 points per game in 25 so this is a is this
3: big is big is this the new york knicks this is the New York Knicks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Wait. There you, go. Who there you
1: averaged, go. No way he averaged 20 a game.
3: Don't RJ say that. Jerry so. averaged 20. He averaged 20? Shut your mouth. I think so, yeah. Shut your mouth. Oh my God. No, listen. To, to be fair, it was the most inconsistent 20 you will ever see in your life. It's crazy.
1: That 20 threw yeah. me off, bro. I thought this was a nice team. <laughs> 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 Technically, it was 19.6, but we'll give it to him. All right, 20. Let's call it 20. Damn, that's crazy. Shout out Mitchell Robinson. Sorry for the slander. <laughs> <laughs> right, how about this team?
3: That's the Philadelphia 76ers right there.
1: Gosh, yeah. That 33 <laughs> that's set MVP Joel.
3: That's MVP Joel. You got three points out. per game. Yeah, that's PJ Tucker is Walker. crazy.
1: <laughs> three Gosh. points a
2: game. He's washed up.
3: Yeah, Can I remember, you think of another team?
0: Can you think of another team has ever had a starter score 10 times as much as another starter? <laughs> that's crazy.
1: <laughs> that's insane. Yo,
0: that's 11 insane. times.
3: Yo. 11 times as much. Wow. Yeah, this man Pizza is Tuckers. historic.
1: This man is historic. One of the greatest of all times to not. This man is historic. One of the greatest of all time to not put the ball in the basket. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Straight
3: Straight cardio. Dynamic duo. Straight cardio. Yeah. Shout out to Tyrese. <laughs> 20 a cardio.
1: game is smooth.
0: All right. Next one. We got a little more even.
1: You got it, Donovan? Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. Talk, this talk, is, me, talk me through yeah, your thoughts.
1: So, okay. point guard, 26 points per game. Shooting guard, 20. Small forward, 20. Power forward, 20. Or power forward, 13. And center, 12. Small forward, this 15. You misspoke. Ooh, small okay. forward, 15. Power forward, 13. Center, 12. So,
3: how how are we feeling about this?
1: I could say this is Trey Young in the Atlanta Hawks.
3: I feel like Trey scored a little bit more, but I'm going to defer to you and in your, in your Hawks fandom. We'll go with the Atlanta Hawks. Lock it in.
1: Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could tell. The way it started to to trickle down makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, every position gets worse and worse.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is the Hawks. I know my team. I know mid when I see it. (laughs) 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 This man's a mid magician. Yeah.
3: (laughs) All right, last one. Hmm.
1: You got it, Donovan? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Point guard, 25 points per game. Shooting guard, 15. Small forward, 13. Power forward, 15. And center is 19. Now, this is tough. So, this point guard is averaging 25 points per game. The center is getting up a smooth 19. Damn near 20. 19 is close to 20,
0: correct? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (sighs) Okay.
3: Is this... This is Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers. Is
0: this it? This is not.
3: Wow. Yeah. I, I, I thought they were much better Tyrese than Tyrese is
1: were. not hitting 25 for sure. Yeah, Tyrese is closer to 2021. 20, yeah. I
3: thought he was uh, like that. He failed okay, me.
0: Okay,
1: so for that 25 point game mark. There's a lot of point guards that be scoring like this. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of point guards. What well, point guard? Damn, 25 points, though, is a lot. It's a lot. Oh, okay. I'm not
3: sure. Okay. Let's let's start to think. Let's start to think. So in the West, it, I don't think it could be anybody in the Pacific Division because we already got the Warriors. Oh wait. Oh no. This is the Sacramento Kings.
1: This is Beam Team. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. You saved that. You saved us with that one. I wouldn't have never guessed, bro. The and bonus... I'm just about to cross so the bonus, bonus average is only 19. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, because you average like eight assists per game. I, I thought it was more, like, more like seventeen or something like that. But cool, shout to him. Awesome, beam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so that's that segment. Next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna do another type of draft that we started last week, where we draft um, players based off traits. And this time we're gonna do point guards only. Okay. So if you didn't see the last episode, how it works is instead of drafting one through five like drafting a team, we draft body, shooting finishing passing and defense until we build a perfect player perfect. so last time i had the first pick so i have third now who was second last time i think donovan, was donovan. yeah so donovan's second. first most okay. second i'm third so let's build the perfect nba point guards donovan you go first
3: the best trait give me steph curry shooting
0: yeah it's, <laughs> it's gonna be down. the first
1: pick in all these you're all lean for that bro okay steph curry shooting give me the second best shooter in the league, Damian Lillard, shooting. After that, there's a gap.
0: Ooh, okay, okay. Damn. Give me Marcus Smart's defense.
1: Okay, fraud. Continue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then next, next one. Ooh, I, I can go a lot of ways with this. Give me Lamelo's body.
1: Ooh, okay, ankles. Let's go. I got a, go. <laughs> a, a
0: six-seven six, lockdown. It's not. He's not slow.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's not slow but What's your word?
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. What you got? All right, more? so it's
1: my turn. Uh Cool. So for give me. Go ahead and give me Drew Holiday defense. Okay. Should have picked him over Smart, but like that. Yeah. Drew Drew Holiday defense for sure.
3: Hmm, okay. I'm trying to think. If we're talking point guards, give me Drew Holiday's body. Actually. oh wait, he's off the board. I forgot. Oh no, you Drew already said board. that. Where the rules? Where they going? You already said that. I dude. mean, like, you can't, you can't pick a player. I, twice. I, I literally can't pick it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want. I <laughs> no, want right. to see you guys in it. I want. ready to bitch and All right, give me. Hmm. Give me Trey Young's handles.
0: There's no handles. Nice.
3: I I forget the I forget the categories. It just body,
0: shooting, finishing, passing, and defense. Mm.
3: Okay. Oh, give me Kyrie finishing.
0: Fuck, I was gonna pick Kyrie shooting.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Give <laughs> Damn. Me, give me Kyrie finishing. Ah, oh, that screwed me. Mm, this is this is tough. This is tough because I want to pick this guy, but his body fails him a lot. But if we're going no injuries. Give me Ben Simmons. Give me Ben Simmons' body. Ben Simmons can't move anymore. That's a horrible pick, bro. I, that, he got the back I of said, an eighty-year-old. I, I said. Ben barring, Simmons dribbles like my grandma. <laughs> we listen. We'll put somebody else's handles on him, right? But if, <laughs> we're, we're just talking six ten, barring That's injury. That's not going to make him move. Yeah. He's so that backstring is no for real. Barring injury, I will take either way. He can finish like Kyrie. He can shoot like Steph Curry. He, needs he can't finish like anybody anymore. <laughs> I just told you. I just picked Kyrie's finishing.
1: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Watch. Okay. When I put this into 2K, I'm beating you all on park. <laughs>
1: I'm winning. All right. Go ahead. Give me... So, I have Dame Miller shooting, Drew Holiday defense. Give me uh, John Morant's finishing.
0: Oh, I was going to pick that next. Yeah. Okay. Give me James Harden passing, first of all. And then give me Shea Gildas Alexander's finishing.
1: Nice, give me I the think better, might be better passer than Ja. That's, oh, that's very debatable. Give me the better passer, Luka Doncic. Um, okay, yeah, and that's yeah. So that's my pick. Ooh, now now all I have left is athleticism slash body. I thought
0: Luka Lee. was already picked. I don't know why I did nah. that. Damn, slip it. I folded.
3: Okay, so I got I got Ben Simmons body, Steph Curry shooting, uh, Kyrie finishing. Give me Tyrese Halliburton passing.
0: I love that. Ooh, that's a great pick. That's a really good pick.
3: And give me. Does he? If he still counts, give me Dejounte Murray defense.
0: Fuck. I think we have to count him as a shooting guard after this year.
3: Are we? Are we counting him as a shooting guard? I think. Yeah, I guess we have to. Yeah.
1: I think he was okay. labeled as a shooting guard.
3: Okay. I should
1: Let's- check that. <coughs>
0: yeah, he All was.
3: Right. Okay. Give me. Give me Davion Mitchell's defense. I love that. Okay, that's a good. I like that. That's a good cut.
1: I love that. That boy's a tough defender. Off night. Okay. Okay, cool. So all I have left is body and athleticism. This is tough. Cause y'all, got the good, y'all got the good ones outside of Who, Ben Simmons. Whose
3: body do you want?
2: Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. <laughs> <laughs>
1: whose body do I want? Uh,. I'm going to pick the better 6'7 guard. Guard's body and athleticism, first off. Uh, Cade Cunningham. Okay. 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 Not bad.
0: Last pick. Give me Seth Curry's shooting. Let me say again. Last one pick. The, give me
1: Seth Curry's shooting. One of the better shooters in the NBA, for sure.
0: So, who what do I got? I got LaMelo's body. James Harden's passing. Seth Curry shooting, Shays finishing, and Marcus Smart defense. Nice. Okay.
3: I have Ben Simmons body, Steph Curry shooting, Kyrie finishing, Tyrese Halliburton passing, and Davion Mitchell defense.
1: Nice. I got Drew Holiday defense, player. Damian Lillard uh, shooting. And then I have, uh, whose body do I have? Oh, Kate Cunningham body. Uh, what are the other ones again? I got shooting. Uh, Luka Doncic's passing, and then, um, dude, what's my CT is kicking in heavy. So I can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember anything. <laughs> I can't. Let's remember move anything. on. <laughs> yeah, move on. I won. That's all we need to know.
0: <laughs> okay. Next TikTok, we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about NBA All Decades teams and which ones would be better. So I'm okay. gonna send you guys a couple of these teams real quick. That are from the official NBA All Decades teams that were released a couple years ago. So, I'll just say the hook. Which NBA All-Decades team would win? In if? Uh, which NBA All-Decades team would win? The 2010s or the 90s? Wardell Curry the second.
1: You think I'm passing up on that, man? Along with LeBron, <laughs> KD. The weakest point in this is Marcus Hall. He would be fried. He would be... <laughs> He'll <laughs> be disastrous alongside a key. I don't think
0: he would. He a did win a Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah, yeah. Gasol was a great defender. Like, I mean, he stole, I, he I'm gonna he go stole 2010s. it from Bron,
3: though. He stole it from Braun.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going go 2010s. Yeah. 2010s. I think 2010s I'm a, I'm going to
3: go 2010s, too, just, just because John Stockton yeah. would have no idea what to do with Steph Curry. Yeah. He's getting yeah. cooked. Yeah, John Stockton or, and or Harden. Harden's going to obliterate him.
1: Yeah, Malone is getting put through the blender, bro. This <laughs> is—you don't say oh, the chance. Bro,
0: I not about that. Malone has to run back and forth up the court guarding KD on the perimeter. No
1: yeah. chance. The ball movement for this team is going is insane, bro. They're gonna be—they're not—they're not gonna be able to to keep up or catch up. Barkley and uh, MJ are yeah. and Barkley, be a small doing,
0: forward. This team does not have good defense, despite having Hakeem at the center. Like they're gonna be slow. Yeah, absolutely, bro.
3: Ran off the court. Not even close.
0: <laughs> Uh, modern supremacy <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny to not give Jordan any moment you mention Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah no, like, I know mean, we already like, know
1: what he's gonna do like no one really talked about Jordan this team, yeah Jordan though, and
0: Brian are gonna get there so every, it's really about everybody outside of them
1: yeah exactly and I think everyone I mean outside of Hakeem is like an extra step of obviously Hakeem and like um, MJ of course but everyone else is like an extra step ahead of everyone yeah on their
0: Right, okay, what's next. So next one is the '80s versus the '2000s. The '80s. This this one's a
3: lot closer, 2000s. I think. Uh, yeah, this is closer. Uh, I think Off I'm the taking bat. the '80s. Really, is that easy? I think I'm gonna take the '80s. Magic, magic can dominate Steve now. She's gonna back him down all day. Larry, True. Larry Bird, Larry Bird, and Dr. J in the. Them two on the fast break is going to be nasty. That's that's going to yeah. be a very underrated yeah. fast break combo. And
0: I
1: mean, this who is Dirk going to? Dirk at the three. Yeah, who's going to? Who's he going to guard? And I, I I almost immediately
0: he probably like, guard
3: Dirk. I mean Bird.
1: Bro, yeah, it has to be
0: Bird. But then you got Tim Duncan and Dr. J. Like that foot speed difference is crazy.
1: I know, and MJ and Jordan are arguably the two best players out of like their entire these two entire teams. And if you have the two best players along with like Dirk playing defense, it's not looking bright.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going 80s. You're right. You're right. 80s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they screwed this 2000s team by putting Dirk at small forward. Like that's great. He is. that out of position against these really, really fast guys on the other team. Deep fried. <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> uh, but is, hmm, is 2000s Kobe, how close to 2000 is Kobe to 80s Jordan? Cuz it was pre-prime Jordan.
3: Even uh, then, even then I think like still, still 80's, Jordan. 80s Jordan is still there. Yeah. Yeah, young was Jordan was
0: different. putting up his most points of his career. Like yeah. didn't he ever 36 like his a third year?
3: Th- yeah, something like that. Th- 36 yeah, or 37. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was different. Yeah. And and had a
1: DPOY. Still. What did he say?
3: And he had a DPOY in the 80s? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, what? Damn,
0: young young Jordan might be locking up Kobe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly. He, he was different the team the team was Steve different. Nash is wildly out of place in these lineups. Steve Nash is getting fried. I know. I like, like I I immediately see him and I'm like, "Who is he supposed to guard? What is he supposed to do on defense?" <laughs> he might no as well save his energy and just like twiddle his thumbs until it's offensive time. <laughs> he might as well he might as well coach this team and they play 4 on 5. Uh, will they be a good coach team?
0: No. They'd be the worst coach team. <laughs> yeah. no Listen, it's bad option versus bad option.
1: Yeah, it's lose lose my boy.
3: <laughs>
0: All right, last thing we got before we get out of here. It's a long episode. Donovan, I think you have another conspiracy video for us.
3: Yes, sir. Ooh. I got you. I got yeah. y'all.
0: We did we did this like a month ago now where we reacted in to NBA conspiracy theories and so said whether we think they're true or not. We got another round of them.
3: All right. All right. Y'all good? Yep, yeah. Moate so the with the, the uh, Adam, put that fucking cup down.
1: <laughs> I know. There was nothing in there. I was like these. I'm so down bad. <laughs> Nuisance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the hook is uh, are these NBA conspiracy theories fact or cap? Alright,
3: let's let's go. Are these NBA conspiracy theories fact or cap? Alright. Okay. K D joined the Warriors just to slow down Under Armour's growth.
1: Oh, there that, are that's that insane hating. Are you serious?
3: Yep. Nike sent. Oh, he's a Nike sleeper Ni- agent. That's Nike crazy. The the thing is that Nike sent KD to slow down Steph Curry and Under Armour.
0: Oh, take the shine away back to their athlete who was like, they probably also thought LeBron was gonna be aging out of it soon. And they need KD to go to the forefront. That is genius. I hope that's true.
1: That got to be capped though. There's no way KD I was would capped. do that. Yeah, <laughs> I was capped
0: for sure. But that's some big brain Nike shit that they're probably like he thinking did. about in the
1: moment. They're glad yeah. it happened. Yeah, and he did just get a lifetime contract. And I don't know if KD's shoes are worth a lifetime contract. So <laughs> maybe there was some under-the-table type deal yeah, going on. Yeah, maybe, maybe he paid it
0: forward. That. Ooh, He paid yeah. it forward by making that move, and now they're, they're rewarding him he in the back end. He stole steal the shine. This might be yeah. fact, low-key. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Let's say fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
3: <laughs> Next one. Draymond was suspended in 2016 purely for ratings. <laughs>
0: No, yeah. Cap. That man is a dick puncher through and through. He's been doing his whole life. They they couldn't stand for that, Cap. It's yeah, it's they... Cap.
3: It's Cap. Also, in the same playoffs, he kicked Stephen Adams in the nuts. Like you dick can't. Puncher, I'm
0: telling you, it's what he does.
3: You can't <laughs> let him go unchecked.
0: <laughs> he, he yeah. wasn't. Uh, I want to sick. see the sack. He doesn't want to punch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, my God, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, Jermon Green's <laughs> fouling highlights are easily better than any defensive player in the in the NFL, bro.
0: <laughs> all right. It has a hit stick.
1: Yeah.
3: Next one. Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son.
2: Ooh. <laughs> you know, I
1: love this one. This is my favorite <laughs> one. Yeah. Facts. It's got to be fact. Got to be. Fact. Jimmy's
0: different. Son. Jimmy's never met his dad. That's all I'll say. Isn't that a thing?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That's he's, he's based never met
0: around. his dad. There's a hole there to be filled by a certain legendary NBA player. And it, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it makes sense because obviously, background, stature-wise, uh, obviously, like Jimmy doesn't have the athleticism. Almost nobody does that. MJ's had this has to be fact though. Mentality. I need to
0: see the birth the bloodline. Okay, show me the birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right.
3: Next it's one. obviously cap, but it'd be funny. Next one. Blake Griffin's slam dunk contest was rigged by Kia. <laughs> oh,
1: with the car thing? Yeah. Wait. How was it rigged? Was I don't, I'm missing out on this one.
3: Kia had a new car coming out, and they told Blake Griffin to jump over the hood, and if he did it, they would give him the slam dunk contest, the the championship. Mm.
0: They are in cahoots with the NBA? Yeah. I mm. want to say fact, because that dunk was so unimpressive for the hype it got, but... Dunk contest judges are notoriously unreliable and bad at their jobs, so maybe they were just like, ooh, car is shiny, and they gave him a 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this, is, this is fact.
3: This is fact. The NBA is about its dollars, and Kia <laughs> Kia got in on it. This is, this is fact. I can see yeah. it. That is a fraudulent slam dunk contest championship. I won't stand I love it. it.
0: I feel like yeah. next year, we're going to see Hamadou Diallo jump over a T-cell watch and win it, so it, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs>
1: Jump over. He's going to have that thing on. He's going to have like 10 watches on his
2: fucking yes. forearm and just
3: dunk on it. And he's going to look
1: at the time. It's going to be egregious. All right.
0: They're going to have somebody place a bet, live, and air. Fan duel. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All
3: right. Next, next one. Paul Pierce actually sharted himself instead of getting hurt in the 2008 finals.
0: 100% facts I will live and die by this one Paul Pierce shit his pants and he will not admit it every time he's asked on TV he'll swear it down through and through but we all know it's true
1: yeah exactly bro why not keep it real we all have those moments where we just gotta lie lie our way out to the situation to go use the bathroom fact
0: bro. I don't know who where was that play What city was that in uh what what city was that game in?
3: It was in Boston. I was in Boston.
0: Okay, it was in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I just know every Boston celebrity on the side of the court. Matt Damon could smell Paul Pierce from across the court. <laughs> I know for a fact this is a thing. Uh, <laughs> Crazy. All
1: right.
3: Last one. This is, this one's actually kind of my personal favorite. The Denver Nuggets signed DeAndre Jordan just so that Jokic's on-off numbers looked better. <laughs>
1: Oh! <laughs> They're pushing the agenda. This is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. What you're thinking?
3: Oh I love this. They pushed for his MVP so hard that they said, "Give us the worst player in the league. <laughs> we're gonna skew these numbers ourselves." And it looks,
1: and the little guys cooked up in the office, and was like him. DeAndre Jordan ain't done none since 2016.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like that scene in Moneyball. We had Jonah Hill looking at a spreadsheet. DeAndre Jordan, he's the worst player in the NBA. We need him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is I fact. would say fat because it's funny, but I'm gonna say cap because there's been four GMs in the past few years that have been tricked into thinking they need DeAndre Jordan on their roster. So I think he just has like. The real conspiracy theory is DeAndre Jordan has information on somebody in the league office <laughs> and they're mandating him have a job. Damn, he's he a, just can't be he's a, a good vibes guy. guy. Maybe he's just amazing
1: vibes. Gives the greatest high fives ever, bro.
3: Exactly. He's a good... No, this, he's no, a good, no, no. This is, is Payola. He has to be a good card player. That's that's the only thing I could think of. He has, no, he, he has photos of somebody. He has to be killing the Ray tables. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, he convinced KD, Kyrie, Nikola Jokic, all these stars. All LeBron, players. he has God, information. Man, it's insane. The, the Lakers signed him. Crazy. He has information. Crazy. He's an informant.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: All right. That was it. That's the end of my list. <laughs>
0: this man is Snowden. Fire. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. If you're still here, comment. Why does DeAndre Jordan have a job?
2: <laughs> God. <laughs> Wild. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh That's the show. All right, peace. See you All later. Right, show.